All right. We're back here in the uh, shipping container. Eagle, Peasy. How's it going? I'm well. I had a bit of an issue today. Tell me. Um, Just one? Yeah, it was only one issue today of many. It's a good day. It's a great day. You ever had, you know, we, we take a lot of things for granted, right? Like our cell phones, our car. Yeah, I, I think I think nobody took a dump before 2004. Right. Because like, how did you go to the washroom without your phone? It's crazy. Yeah, you know, it, we, we take a lot of things for granted, right? Yeah. Like technology included. One thing we really take for granted is the washroom. And the oh, man. Okay, so this is like twofold. Yeah, it's in the toilet, right? Yeah. So I work out, come home, uh, work out, groceries, came home, washed my hands, went to go take a pee. Flush normally, but you know how it is, right? It flushes and then and then reaches this point, then it goes back to normal, right? Which is quiet, right? Unless kept on making noise, kept yeah. on making noise. I'm like, what the bleep is going on here? I go, I don't want to have this on a bleeping Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesdays are much better for toilet. Yeah, exactly. Issues. Yeah, everyone knows that. So I toilet Tuesdays, am I right? Take off the lid. I'm looking at it. I'm like, what is going on here? It's the chain. Not the chain. No. Not the chain. The buoyancy. It's the tube. That was impeding the press button when you press the, the toilet, uh, whether you're going to flush a big load or a small load, and was denying the actual raising of the water level inside the commode. So, so you, you fixed you, it. I fixed it, yeah. You have, the, you have, the, you have the, the high flush, low flush? Yeah. Yeah, for my new bathroom, uh, we got a toilet that basically can flush a cat down. Look, I'm as environmental as it comes, but like... Them Del Rocka boys, they need <laughs> yeah, man, we we need to flush it down, you know. Yeah, you yeah know? there's like every like three seconds. You yeah. Know? So wait, Mo, <laughs> your toilet story is that the water was flowing, and your solution was I just had to fix it with no, very the, minimal the, effort. The initial was like, how can it be? How can it be issues taking a piss? It just didn't. It it it, it wasn't what was in the toilet. It, it was, was a the flushing mechanism. <laughs> it was yeah. a mild inconvenience. Yeah, know? it's just like that annoyance. Like, oh man, are you kidding me? Like, I, I to spent six minutes figuring this out. This well, is Twenty minutes actually, because I took a you shower. Twenty minutes to take off the <laughs> well, lid and I look. Go take a shower. Think okay, maybe it will subside. But it you were going to take a shower anyway. <laughs> I know, but I said, let me take a shower. Think about it, and I came back and we fixed it up. After. So I'm in. Um, I'm in a uh, a Facebook group that my mom uh, for toilets. No, no, unrelated <laughs> toilets. Like, trying to trying to change it from toilet humor. Um, so um, <laughs> it's a it's a group that my mom had me join because she's like, oh, you live in this community, so therefore you should be part of this. Like, it's called the RDP Neighborhood Watch and Community Info. Oh wow! It should be called Karens of the East End. <laughs> it's awful, and um, it's so many, but like there is some stuff that's useful. Um, but then, then, like past nine o'clock at night, for whatever reason, whatever happens to me after nine o'clock at night, I I often post things that uh, in reaction to people that could be considered, I guess, trolling. Um, and so, oh like oh, a while ago, someone was asking for like a really good cleaning person, and I posted a gif of Mr. Clean. And I said, "This guy's awesome." <laughs> and then um, there's there's a there's been a string of pool heater thefts in RDP. I'm not joking. Oh it's the great. Uh, pool heater heist of 2023. Look, it's super convenient. Obviously, it sucks if it happens to you, but it, it it's been ongoing. And then someone asked the question about like, hey, you know, is there anyone who does like pool service? Like anyone hire a service for like pool cleaning and so on? Yeah. And so I posted like, looks like someone needs to clean a whole bunch of new pool heaters, and then a, a pitchfork gif. And oh, then a lot of people got really upset by that comment. I'm like, guys, I'm clearly not being serious, <laughs> but yeah. you know. 
Uh, a couple of people from our community, from FPF community, recognized me and, and like put laughing emojis. And I was like, okay, at least they get my humor. <laughs> Some don't. Other people are like, this is way out of line. You're accusing him of criminality. I'm like, Some I am do. not. I promise you that I'm not. Some do, most don't. Yeah. Uh, so this to quickly hear some announcements again. Just a reminder, we're at the halfway point for most seasons or most teams now at the five-game mark, mm-hmm. not surpassing that. So again, we we encourage you guys to look at your rosters to make sure your your players are in line for how many games they played. Again, you need five to be eligible for playoffs, and pretty much from here on in, if you're gonna add a new guy, he or she, please make sure they start playing games now because they may not be eligible if they only get four. Or whatever it is at the point of how many games you have left in your schedule. So there's that. Uh, also, another thing, too, um, Laval. Laval uh, on Sundays and Thursdays. Uh, we have a bit of an issue, a bit of an issue of cleaning up after ourselves at the field. So, guys, look, it's very simple. If you drink Gatorades, drink water bottles, put it in the recycling bin. It's next to the fields right there. Just put it there. Not that hard. You drink it. Don't throw it away because the, the caretakers are a little bit dis- disappointed by our, our lack of manners. And also, another important thing is alcohol consumption. Guys, it's very simple. Do not drink alcohol on their soccer field. You can drink it in the parking lot. It's open over there. People do it. It's not, it's not an issue there. But it's on the field. They don't want people drinking alcohol. And they've told us, sent us emails. They even told me that if we catch one of you guys, we're going to ban him. And there's nothing we can do about that. So please yeah. be aware. It's not our facilities, right? Yeah, it's not. We're, we're renters, guys. We're, we're guests at their facilities. So please, if you're going to drink alcohol... Do a post game in the parking lot. Uh, it's a little bit more easier there where you have soccer and other sports being played. You're not going to kick everyone out of the parking lot. Yeah. It's just they don't want it in the field. That makes sense. No, it's just it's just a fair thing. And finally... Uh, At least have the courtesy to put it in a paper bag. Jeez. Yeah. But do take it to the parking lot. Yeah. And finally, last thing before, we mentioned it last week, but please check the final schedule dates. They are posted now officially. Uh, times are either Sunday and Monday, which is August 6th and 7th. Uh, times could flip because if players may be playing multiple championships, which has happened before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so please look at what day your division will be playing the final, and the time will be determined as we get closer and closer to the finals. Yep. Okay, uh, that is it. That is all. Let's uh, get into it right now. Peas, uh, the Coeds. Um, we'll talk about the Scots Tots Tigre game, which is a key one coming up this week. But the big one though is perhaps you're right, Peas, about the Vultures. So false kings. I never said false kings. To be fair. Well, this is what this is what Iggy <laughs> wrote. What Iggy wrote. Um, they got. I, they got. I ripped. think they got. They had an easy start to their schedule. Yeah. Which is, by the way, if you're a starting, like if you're starting to play quarterback in FPF mode, like you've been through this experience too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the if you have a few light games to start your your schedule. I mean cupcakes. Yeah, it it helps. It helps to play Bethune Cookman if you're Alabama, right? So yeah, like, exactly. Um, or if you're if you're Bethune Cookman, it helps to play a high school team, and um. That's kind of what what um, they got away with early on with the, with the vultures. IG team, yeah, against vultures. Um, yeah. IG team is the first real test they had, and it's tough. Um, apparently, James Drysdale, who plays in a million teams and is one of the most wanted people in the city, was really tired. I get that, and his legs are a big part of his game. Um, but there is a step in his development that he's got to improve at. Um, I think plays that are made for him to read. Designed to help him learn to read the field will help. Um, and having Oof. Ben McMahon on the team will help. Oof. I'm looking at the stat line yeah, now. It's rough game. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. I mean, like, Jizzly Lexley uh, ripped this team apart, right? And I even caught a bit of it because it was next to my field. Yeah. You didn't see, you, you didn't see the, the, the physical expression from the team. It was deflating for them to lose as he I did. I mean, Vultures, the franchise, never been, has never been a particularly great defensive team. 
right? They've always no. been a team that scored a lot and played high, you know, full velocity, full throttle all the time. Uh, but they added some pieces that, that should help with that, like in, in Recha Valier and Manuel, uh, Manuel Roy. Um, you figure that that would um, help shore up that side of the field. But when you're not moving the ball, it just puts too much pressure on your defense. And to complete only six passes all game long, um, I know James Drysdale is a dangerous runner, but this is an athletic team, man. Like, um, who who rushed in this uh, Eagle? Do we were there sacks? Do we know who who did? We might have. A we run. do not we have any sackage yeah. information. Yeah, we don't have a lot of sackage, but like, it, there's a lot of folks on this team who can who can rush. To be fair, so uh, it might have even been like a team effort. Um, so without that information, we don't know. But essentially, what they did was say, "Listen, here." Try and progress the reads. Try and make plays. You're not going to be with you, You're not going to be able to just beat us with your legs. Um, and when he was forced to be a passer, James Rysdale struggled. And struggles are fine. That's how you improve. So, okay. So James is using the um, reason that he was fatigued. Fair enough. Everyone has long days and stuff. If he wasn't fatigued, is the scoreline different? Sorry. If this, if he wasn't fatigued, is the scoreline different? Different, sure. Uh, I think the results the same. I think that um, IG team are a better team. Which is not an insult. They're, didn't they go to the finals um, most recently? Yes. They played the yeah, finals. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. So, um, 0% surprised. They're awesome. Um, I, 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 I've just, again, the final score was a little bit surprising. But again, if, you know, they're going to have a, a competent game ahead of them with plenty of fish, but plenty of fish are a little bit less uh, explosive than IG team. Deep balls, kind of similar to plenty of fish. Um, and then never too late team. So like, they're, you know, the the toughest ma- the toughest matchup they had they had for a little while was the IG team. But there's no more cupcakes on the schedule. Basically. Yeah, no, no, it, it's it's not. I mean, like it's it's baptism by far for James Drysdale playing this position. And and same thing with James Lee Lexley when he became quarterback. I mean, he wasn't refined and he would run around, improvise, and, and make deep throws and connect. But at some point, you have to perfect the art of uh, of passing, right? You, you, you make passes, but can you make throws, right? Those key throws. And I think for James, he will learn from that. And look, you think about it now, uh, Pease, right? He's, he has guys well, – he played with Kevin Wyeth. He plays with Jeff Rosenblatt. He's played with top-end quarterbacks that he can learn from and, and kind of pick their brains, even yourself, right, to pick your brain on how to improve as a quarterback to rise up the ranks. And, you know, and keep this in mind. They didn't have Phil Roberts. Who, again, maybe he doesn't make a massive difference, but he's a safety valve for – uh, Drysdale, and you know, when you look at the, you're right. The, that last five games that they have, Kiss Manzo won't be easy. Uh, pick six will be tricky. Deep balls is a tricky team. Uh, you know, I've spoke about them with you last week and how they are. So they it, they can definitely probably win two, if not three, and, and be three and two for, for the final five, which is okay, which is respectable for him being as a quarterback, and then be where they are. So I think seven and three is a decent record if that's the end line for them for him. As yeah, a I, I think that's about it. But like even like it's. Uh, like, there's no problem with it. You're going to have uh, – you you play the teams that are on your schedule, right? And yeah. so, like, they, they're they going to be buoyed a little bit by who they faced early. And right. they're going to struggle against some of the harder teams. And then in the playoffs, they got to hope for a good draw. And hopefully you only have to play one of the hardest teams on your way to the finals. And that that's what a team like that can hope for. Okay, so drink team. Uh, drink team in, in Kauai 3, they're 4-1-1. They're, they're right behind Thunder Buddies and Fast Not Fears 3 uh, for the top spot. Um, are we buying them as being a legitimate threat? Uh, they had it. I mean, look, their first couple of games were relatively easy. Unfortunately, they cracked free agents by a big scoreline, which I was there for with the Eagle on that Thursday night. I mean, we also didn't have a quarterback. So. No, you did not. 
but you know, you think about it, right? They beat the Cravettes, uh, okay team. Uh, they beat We Love Big TDs. Um, they beat they tie pick six. So, are we going to hold off on buying this team, or are they still in that unknown window yet? I like what I've seen. Uh, can, can, can we ask the question first? What exactly are they drinking? Because mm. they this picture, for example, is taken at Laval, yes. and we all know alcoholic substances and uh, consuming that on That's the field right. is, not is not allowed. So, what is in their drink? I ponder. I will say water. Um, maybe they're the issue. They're the reason we have an issue. They're the single team drinking at the field. Yes, perhaps. Perhaps that's that's why we've got Warren. Maybe that's why they're so good. Maybe, maybe. Uh, although it's red, does red give us a hint? What 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 color was the label for Four Loco? Was it red? Four Loco. Yeah. Four <laughs> <laughs> Loco. I think. Oh man, I haven't the, heard that in forever. They're, they're drinking the last remaining stash of Four Loco. Is is my Four Loco was very red. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I just I just had an old memory, man. <laughs> what can I say? There, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them, but uh, that's exactly can it. We, can like, we get the logo up? So the younger players can know. This is a, a, a drink that's actually was banned. I mean, it's twelve. It's a 12% Red Bull, basically. Yeah, because it does opposite things to your heart at the same time. That's not good. Yeah, that's it was not terrible. Good. Not good. I mean, no, it was delicious, but it was terrible. So speaking of delicious, are we enjoying this drink team as a nice uh, cooling drink after a 9 to 5? Workday. I mean, they definitely have speed. They definitely have size. They have women that can play the game especially well, which I think differentiates them from some of the other teams in Coed Three, mm-hmm. uh, where you know we always talk about people don't involve the women as much in their rotations and everything. That is the exact opposite case for this team. Like they're very much involved in the receiving and the defensive game. Uh, in fact, if I can do this properly, yes. They're uh, of their top three most targeted receivers. Two of them are women, and it's significant in terms of the overall reception. So, definitely something which uh, we should be paying attention to for this team. Especially Coed Three, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but you, you, you face them, right? So, like, can you give us some information about their team, their strengths? Like, like, can you tell us besides uh, just looking at you know the 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 win and loss column because that's that does it that does its own work. Uh, can you give us information with regards to uh, what you think of them, um, their style of play, like so, some analysis on drink team? Um, the defense, I mean, granted, it's it's hard to give a very fair assessment because of the, I'll describe it as lack of quarterback for this game on our side, yeah. but very aggressive on any, any balls at all will undercut everything if they get an opportunity, right? Like they're not playing the tackle, they're playing the ball, which is... Honestly, in my opinion, how you should be playing flag, yeah. right? Because it's just the, it's the way to be an aggressive defense. Yeah, risk risk giving up something, but the return is the return. Like the return on a low risk tackle is just a tackle, but the return on going for the ball, while you might give up a score, is a change of possession, which is a deciding factor in the game. Yeah, they have a rush by committee style with people with height, um, which definitely, depending on who you're playing in the division, can be very problematic. Well, like Derek Dorsley's really good though. Yeah. I mean, he's been a, uh, a headache both sides. Uh, but it wasn't just him that game, right? It was it was a mix of people, depending on who it was, but exactly that. It's just the height takes away the middle of the field, and then, they, like I said, they are aggressive on the outside. Offensively, it's a combination of things, right? It's all hooks. You got your drags across the field in the set of plays. You got some deep balls, which are being sent as well with precision and, and, uh, and good accuracy. 
said the same thing twice. But um, yeah, it's just it's one of those teams I think will be very difficult to match up against for a lot of other rosters. So are they precise or the accurate? Uh, they are precise. Aren't, aren't these synonyms? <laughs> yes. Um, well, but also like Eagle, I know your quarterback wasn't there, but they put up 68 points. Like, so a lot of teams play against backup quarterbacks. Yeah, but 30 of those points are in pick sixes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, I played a game like that this week, so it happens. But, but <laughs> and look, I am the starting quarterback. But, you know, you look at the last five you got, five games. you got Dream Killers, uh, Kamikaze, Michael Scott's Tots, Catching Ws, and Tigres. I don't see anyone that's tough in that last five that will kind of say, yeah, I know I can't. Well, wait Michael Scott's Tots is competent, right? Yeah, but they're not going to score. They're not going to score. Go score for score with this team. No, though. but they they defensively will pose an issue, and they they they're a team that wins ugly, right? So yeah. that's 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 going to be a test in its own right. Uh, Dream Killers can be. Uh, no, they're, they they look good week one. <laughs> yeah. If they can return to that form, they can be a test, right? Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll have to see. You know, I, I've noticed too in, in Coed three, uh, other than a team like Drink Team, I've seen a lot of really big rosters, and it really depends who shows up for that game. Right. And so, um, if if they're going to be the consistent roster playing against a lot of inconsistent rosters, they're going to run through it because already they're one of the more talented teams. And then on top of that, they seem to they seem to get begin all their games played right. Like if you look, right, it's everyone at four and five games played. Right. So. So when you look at um, in co-ed two, let me get it up here in terms of the standings quickly. Uh, never too late. Um, this yeah, is a team that's next, kind of next topic. Yeah, well, <laughs> next they, topic. I'm just saying. This I is threw what, four pick sixes. I know, I know, but I'm saying this is what Iggy wrote. Uh, <laughs> he was he was there for the game. So can you redeem yourself and get yourselves back into that conversation of uh, in that window of saying you know what you're a threat to make a run in this playoff? Run. It's it's there's two things. So. <laughs> There was a, a point where every deflected pass, like any ball that was touched by a receiver or a defender was deflected into the air and intercepted. And like, that happens. Like, it was, it was to a point where it was comical. And then the game was out of hand. And, like, you know, we just said, like, let's just close out. Let's, let's have a – we scored on the last drive. And, um, you know, the defense actually played decently well when you consider, again, four pick sixes, right? So, uh, that said, I – for me, I've – come to realize that it takes me a while to install my offense on team um and it's taking me a little bit longer to install my offense that's it and so needs a few more tutoring sessions yeah, we'll get there like what we discussed after the at, at the end of the game was we need to we need to put ourselves in position to win games by 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 running the plays properly once we get there we'll win games we get to the playoffs and then we'll then we'll worry about the actual wins and losses. If your offense was running Windows 3.1, how many floppy disks would it take to install your offense? Oh, oh it's so <laughs> the problem is it's the problem is is that both myself and the computer terminal need to understand which floppy disk we're using. That, that's <laughs> it. It's, just, it's when I say uh, slant and sit, to me that's very clear. But to a receiver, they need go. to understand exactly where that hole is to sit. When when I tell the the, the, the snapper who, who I use a lot, and you know that eagle, what what a like a bubble route is, they need to know where that bubble route is in relation to the other routes. A twelve yard hook has to be at twelve yards, not at fourteen, not at eleven. And then I need to not have my most toxic trait is I throw it to where the route is supposed to be, even if a defender's in there because I'm infuriated that that players are not in their spot. And it's it's the worst. The, the worst aspect of my game is that, is that I force passes when there's not a need to force pass. I, I love how maybe like 10% of our audience will understand Windows 3.1 and a floppy <laughs> disk. 
Maybe yeah. uh, the 80s team will understand that, actually. Alexi, ping us later if you're listening to this. We'll <laughs> fill you in. Uh, Scott's Toss, they played Tigres um, this week. It's a big one because both teams are kind of in that window of maybe not in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Uh, I've seen both quarterbacks play, Kenny Boutoulier and Nestor Nassif chavez Fayad. Who's guys step up here? You know, watching Kenny play quarterback for Michael Scott's Tots last Thursday in Laval. He had some moments of glory, then he had some moments of chaos. I'm like, what the hell was he doing out there? He, he's raw. As, yeah. a, as a talent, like, he, he, he's a really good – he's a much better athlete than people give him credit for. Yeah, uh, no, he, absolutely. Um, and comes with, what comes with that is his natural ability to throw the ball and um, make plays um, and so on. But when it comes to uh, – when it comes to his actual development at quarterback, I think there's work to do. The team is a team that's generally just there to have fun. Right. Um, and that's great. That's awesome. I still think, you know, you can have fun and at the same time find ways to improve. And I, I think there's enough intellectual capital around Kenny where he can he can improve. Right. Like there are a lot of folks on his team and that he knows in league that can help him. H- who is the other quarterback? Uh, it is Mr. Chavez Fayad from uh, Tigres. Tigres. That's it. That's it. Sorry. Um, I haven't actually seen him play. So um, just look at the draw. Now, hasn't been at the field at the same time as me. Uh, we have 200 plus teams, so only, well, this year only whatever. How many teams in spring? 110, 120. Well, 140, 140, 140 whatever. 140 teams. Yeah. Halfway through the season, I just haven't seen everyone yeah. right. So, um, you know, I will say 16 touchdowns through five games is fine for a quarterback starting out, completing over half his passes. Those are decent markers, and not enough to really be successful in FPF. But um, it's enough to build on. I think it's enough to. You, it's, you've shown that you have the ability to do this if you need to. Um, if you want to continue this uh, path in being quarterback, you, you have some raw ability. But, uh, Mo, have you seen him play? Yeah, I've seen him play both. I think they're both identical quarterbacks. Okay. Um, I think Chavez Fayette has to, like So separate our birth. Yeah, so Tigres, I, like, I, I spoke to them about it before. It, it was a couple weeks ago on a Sunday, late, Victoria Day weekend. Um, I had a forfeit, so they were playing uh, after the forfeit. So I was talking to the quarterback and asking, like, you know, the background of where they found FPF and all that. They're all from Mexico, from uh, from Mexico City and around that area. And they all played flag football down there. And they came up here because of work, whatever else, and school included. And they go, we're still learning the game because it's different rules in Mexico. They go more international rules than they do FPF rules. So he goes, it's the adjustment of getting used to playing in this format. And, and they go, we want to play against the best. I go, well, the best is available in winter. You got to prove yourself at this level to kind of say, okay, you know what, we can play with this level and then move up eventually. But I think watching them both play, uh, reading the field is key. And I don't think they both have a comprehension, full comprehension of how to really dissect a play. And, and I just said with your previous point, if you're running a, a slant in or whatever it is or a slant stop, it's got to be at this mark, not an inch or two high or too low because that offsets the whole play. Yeah. So I just think them understanding the concept. And understanding how other routes affect like you, like you're you're not always going to get the ball. No, but, you won't. But you need to run the ball, run your route because depending on what the defense does, you might, and also your route might help free Absolutely. up other receivers. You know, so Absolutely. I think, and and again, that communication from quarterback, I, I put it all in the quarterback because it's the, you have to find the way to communicate that information to your receiver. Whether it's listen, you know, slant and sit, or run, take two steps, cut at forty five degrees for three yards and sit like you might need to yeah. do that for a little bit. Absolutely. I remember when we started back when the team was one speed power in division six, when we were calling defense, it was telling guys, okay, you two are dropping deep. You have half the field on the right side. You have half the field on the left side. Right. And like, 
you're using up as much time as possible to communicate it and like you're gonna make you're still gonna make mistakes but at least throughout the season you're getting to a point where people start to understand the responsibilities because you know for a lot of teams there is a teaching component that needs to be in there in order in order for teams to compete later on in the season where it actually matters absolutely all right so on to division e uh meek up t this is a this is an icky question here uh get wrecked by primetime big time uh meek up t they lose so we like to we don't loosely like to throw out the term false kings everyone it's a it's a selective group of people in this fraternity of of uh irrelevance but it's fraternity of irrelevance yeah explain well if you're a false king Okay. You're in a select group. You're in a fraternity of, of irrelevance. It's not that. It just means that the teams you're beating are weak. I know. That's what I'm saying. It means you've had an easy schedule. That's it's what I'm just, saying. It's They're a select, fun way to say it. It's a, select, it's a fraternity of irrelevance. All right. Mo, so, other than the word minchia, what's your favorite Italian swear? Um, Do you know any other no, Italian swears? I don't. <laughs> Dallas Howard uses the term shalom a lot. Shalom? Yeah. I, I think you got that wrong. Whatever it is that he uses. Anyway, um, shalom. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so it means peace, Mo. It's not a swear word. <laughs> so prime time, they they wreck uh, Minka. So what do we take away from this now? Are, are we kind of tapping the brakes on uh, our boys from uh, MFT and how they are? Can I can I look at the stat sheet and say that Jeremy Nathaniel is the jabroni of the week? Two for six, 33 yards with two touchdowns. Like, okay, great. You're putting up scores, but also are you helping drive the field or what's going on there? Yeah. That, look, the thing is we know primetime to be a good defense, right? Uh, I was at this game. It was happening uh, right before mine. And um, primetime looked really good. Uh, Matthew Cadigan... You know, talk right now. Hold on. You talk right now. Hold on. You talk. Yeah, that's what I was already doing. So can I continue doing the thing I was already doing? Eagle, look at the box score. Yep. Yep, I'm upset. Okay. What, what's sure. happening? Look at the box score. Okay. Look at the first and second half scores. What a shutout uh. in the second half. <laughs> what's the odds of that happening? It's strange because it's, it, it's completely different from what I saw. I guess I, guess I only watched the first half. Um, <laughs> no, honestly... Um, I, I liked what I saw. It, it it's it's what you expect from this group. Alessio Moreau, George Zerjotis, uh, Ari Zerjotis having an impact. Uh, you know, we talked about can they replace uh, Ethan Adrian at rush? Uh, Massimo Rosati did a really good job, um, and they were really opportun- opportunistic on defense. Adam Antel, we've seen this from him before, where he has games where he turns the ball over, and when he turns the ball over. That's what they look like. Um, there was a point, although it's hard to see, where it, do, it did feel, even though the score didn't exactly indicate it, it felt closer. But kudos to, to, to Primetime, just having the maturity to really keep their foot on the gas and um, really, um, how can I put it, just n- not, not let loose. Like Just keep focused on the game and not allow for uh, Mickey FT to make a run. Oh. So, so like we saw the Denver Nuggets fall apart yeah, in yeah, game yeah. two. That wasn't going to happen with Mickey FT. So sorry, with, uh, with the primetime. They were just, they were going to control it throughout. So this was primetime's first indoor game of the season. They played the first four games at Loyola in, in the stiff winds of uh, NDG. 
And, you know, we talk about Matthew Cadigan as a quarterback and the lack of experience in him trying to learn the ropes and become maybe the guy for primetime. And I saw his – I saw – I think I, I scored up three of the first – I scored up all four games. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it was a weather issue that maybe he wasn't having the same comfort level throwing the ball in, in, in those stiff winds, whereas he's indoors, had a better effort than what it was uh, the first four weeks. Uh, primetime, they have playmakers, right? Uh, Alessio uh, Murrow is a really good player. And you look at this roster, they have athletes to work with in defense. But Miki FT, when I watched him play a couple of times from afar, I feel like it's the same script from, from last year uh, when they first came in to where they are. They haven't really taken that next step in, in development. Where, you know, Pete, you know, you say, okay, this team's on its way. You're going to say they're going to move up and become better and better and better. They sort of like flatlined. It's like driving through Saskatchewan. It's just flat. So progress in FPF is not linear. Um, you're going to have sort of peaks and valleys. Yeah. You're going to be on the ascent at some point, and then you're going to be at a point where things don't improve for a little bit, and it's going to be frustrating. And then you're going to have times where you break through that, and then you think you're through, and like, no. like It's such a remarkably detailed game, and I think that's what they're experiencing. And um, Adam Antel is a great example of that. Is he improved, and he, he reached that, that sort of flat line like you talked about, but it's, yeah. he's going to improve. It just... It's a matter of time, and and it takes a commitment to want to improve. But I I think he does. I think he will. And and um, don't expect it to continuously happen because then everyone would be in Division One, right? Like yeah, of course. At some point, you might have a, a physical maximum, but until you get to that point, know that it's not just going to be a continual rise. No, and you know what? When you look at, we'll get to the next question here. One, two, three, four, five, and six. The seeds right now. I mean, four points separates one through six. So there's gonna be a lot of bouncing up and down with those top six seeds going towards. Uh, the playoffs, which will be unveiled at some point in the next few weeks? Question mark. Don't look at me. Okay, I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. All right, FSU. Uh, they are undefeated still, six uh, zero. Uh, not you two as well, but uh, we'll get to them afterwards. FSU. Do you give them a chance to run it and be ten and zero when it's all said and done? I mean, I like them. Um, I like them a lot. Um, it's just the, like. Can we pull up the schedule at the same time? Yeah, you got Pasa, the, the hot, spicy spaghetti boys. So they have Pasa at Arbiat, show me them TDs, Bloodline, and not you two left on their schedule. And they've played Satriels, Timberwolves, Meat Lovers, Hill Marty's, Ramfangs, or Rampins, and Trailer Park Boys. So Who showed up this week, by the way, Kudos? Pasa <laughs> almost beat not you two. Uh, lost by one or two. Spoke to Joe Mergezi about that. So not you two and, and Pasta are the two toughest games they have left on the schedule. Yeah. I, I, not you two. We talked about last week. Weird that it's a question. But they, um, they're they they're really good. It's a team probably could have been in Division D to start. Um, and then uh, Pasta de Biad, I think, are really good. They're just, they're, they're not the same kind of talent that you have on not you two. But they're just knowledgeable and they play cohesively and they're tough out every week. Yeah. So um, FSU is kind of like that finesse team, right? So that's sort of a, a clash of styles. I do think that um, they, if they win one of those g- games, that's a great nine and one sc- nine and one season, right? I don't expect them to go undefeated. Eight and two wouldn't be bad because you can at least see where Pasadabiat are and not you two, and then make adjustments for the playoffs right. in case you need to face them again. But um, yeah, look, uh, they looked great. They continue to look great. Um, the only thing is it's hard to go undefeated, and it's it's hard when you have your two toughest matchups ahead. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a great test to see where they really stack up in that division. Because if they, I don't think they're going to win both. I think they'll lose at least one and perhaps both. But 
You're right. If they go eight and two, that's a great regular season. They'll end up with a top five seed, I would imagine, when it's all uh, settled. But what I want to see for them when they play against Pasta and and um, not you too is can they match up with them? Because Pasta is different, though, right? Because they play more of a grind out, slow down yeah. offense. We're going to play with tenacious defense. To create that's a, it's the clash of styles, right? Like exactly. You're, you're going to have one team that wants to fly up and on the field. The other one's going to want to just you're slow it to molasses, yeah. right? Yeah. So can they? I adapt? can see Pasta just being covered three and making them drive the field. Right. The Joe Margage might win uh, defense play of the year with his uh, proclamation to me. So hey, dude's good, man. Yeah, yeah. Joe Margage. Is one of the more intelligent players in low divisions. Yeah, and he's a better athlete than he looks. Absolutely, which he covers it a lot sounds of like they're, they're, I, it's, it's like I told Alexi this week. I, there's a, there's so much backhanded that compliment. I might as well be a, a, an Italian grandmother, <laughs> but, um, but he covers every blade of grass. Like he, he's, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's smart he's, in the field. He's smart. I've I've played against them even yeah. in the middle divisions, and and he's never a liability on defense. No, no, and that's why I I'm fascinated to see when they play each other how that will how they will adapt to what they see from the Pasta Boys if they can keep up in terms of style of play that will be. All right, so Pete's at the halfway point with QB receiver defense and two play two way awards. Um, is there any favorites? Like, do you circle this guy and this guy to win these awards moving towards the halfway point of the year? Um, as I load, maybe you give me yours. I will. I will. <laughs> as I load up my, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> try to get my thing loaded I up. I tried here. to get it in a second tab and I opened the wrong division. So that's on my me. time over here. You know, it's legitimately on See, me. See, quarterback of the year is a little bit different in my opinion, because Adam Antel, Fabrice Tremblay, Marty Party, Freeman, George Spano, they're almost similar in terms of touchdowns, INTs, passing yards, even passing completion. I think that's still up in the air in terms of, uh, who is the heavy favorite right now. I think all four in that conversation, but it might take that one like se- seminal game to say, yeah, they can pull away with this award towards the end uh, of the year. Caden Dewey Hall is don't forget don't forget to add his four rushing touchdowns yes, and yes, rushing yards. Yes. Um, so he's a little bit further down the list. Uh, and he's only thrown a single interception. Um, he's played uh, only four games. He's only missed one though. So like, if he keeps a clean record and can continue scoring at that pace. He should be close to the Even top. Even Tom Gatehouse could be in that conversation. 17 TDs, 4 INTs. The, the worry I have with Tom Gatehouse is the game that I saw him in um, when Houday, it was not this past So you guys say it properly, please. Houday. Houday. There you go. Um, you. When they played Meat Lovers, he just, he had an opportunity to really put up points. And then as the defense adapted, he didn't. And Hale Marty's uh, basically... It just looks like they controlled that game. Um, Eagle, you played with Tom Gatehouse. Do you feel as though my assessment there is correct that like when things are going well, he doesn't think the defense will adapt and they do and then he doesn't adapt? Mm, there's a little bit of that. I think there's also... Stubbornness. There's a little bit of stubbornness. I think there's an aspect of the system or the playbook is very methodical where it's set up the short set up the short set up the short long set up the short set up the short long set up the like so it's it's just get them to crash to then go over their heads and you gamble one too many times and then they pick up on the pattern and they gamble in the right moments and you get frustrated yeah yeah i can i can i can see that too so but that's the thing though is but like to a degree that's the defense adapting to what you're doing and you're marching out there doing the same same thing, right? Like right. Yeah, pretty much. Like, 
I understand there's a bit of gamesmanship, but at some point you just need to give yourself a play that's easy to execute against the multitude of defenses, and I don't feel like he does that. Yeah, I, I think if he does, uh, then he might get in that conversation. I think it's still open for quarterback of the year. For George Spandle, by the way, is also playing really well. Yeah, he's he, playing very he's, well. He also missed the game. As I know he has six games played, but he missed the g- He played receiver right. week one because he wasn't feeling well and wasn't feeling himself, so he didn't throw. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think to me, I'd like to see if uh, we can get a guy like uh, Kui Dayton Hall. Again, now if he's playing more games, uh, if he can catch up. And George Spano, uh, because I think if you only miss one game, you're still kind of in contention, right? 100%, yeah. Uh, Especially that the top guys have thrown so many interceptions. Receiver the year, I think Brandon Vickers might have the pull position going into the uh, rest of the year. He's played one We're more game. We're not doing 2A, by the way, are we? Sorry? Are we doing 2A? 2A, I'll give you one name. Joe McGazie. It's because, for sure, because I hate doing receiver and then 2A at the end yeah, because Joe then, Margazie. like, you can't win both awards. No, I know. Joe Morgazi. Yeah, sure. Give Joe, me, name the award after him. Joe, the Joe Morgazi Award. The Joe Morgazi award, award for being most Joe Morgazi. Yeah, we'll give the, I'll tell Joe tomorrow at, at Laval. So, I think Brandon Vickers has the, the head up on this. So I think William LeClaire, uh, son of Jason LeClaire, I, maybe he could make a run, but I think right now Vickers is, is the head-on to win this right now. Yeah, um, the volume of Zachary uh, Mastro Monaco is up there too because, like, he's been targeted thirty-eight times. So, um, if he finds the end zone a couple more times, it just might be sort of, he, you know what I mean? Like in, yeah. in fantasy, you're sort of like looking at expected TDs. He just might be under on his expected TDs for the season. So, right. given how much volume he gets, it might be him. Uh, defensive play of the year. This is this is going to be a horse race now. This might be a photo finish because you have some. Guys who are really playing well. Peter Abandonado, who plays for Laval Rocket, for sure. Well, K- the- Caden Dewey Hall might go two way. Yeah, he might go two way. <laughs> William Seguin, uh, you also, know, also possible two way. Zach uh, Mastro Monaco as well. Uh, Joey uh, Poche. Poche as well. Max. Joey, Joey had a big game though, where he had uh, I think three interceptions in one game or yeah. two, and so like it pads his stats a bit. But if he has another big game like that, it helps. But this is don't tough. forget also. Uh, Mo, sorry to cut you yeah. off, but but Brandon Rowan with ten sacks. Uh, you need to get a lot of sacks to get QB uh, to get defensive player of the year. But again, like he's he's averaging two a game, and if he has a game where he gets four or five sacks, then that's huge. So and Massimo Rosati of prime time because of how good that defense is, and being that the replacement at rusher, he looks really good. Too. So let's say you got like twenty sacks and like ten PDs. Uh, he wrecked thirty plus. Twenty twenty is low. You, you need to be twenty five ish eagle. Uh, twenty sacks is pretty high, but but, he's, but like because there's a lot P- of interceptions in Division E also. But he has right? ten so like, PDs yeah. though, which which he said you wrecked thirty. Yeah, plays. If, if you have the PDs yeah. added with the sacks, you definitely would spike up for sure. Right, thirty plays. So, but no one's really on that pace. Either. No, no, no. But I think it's gonna come from a DB, and right now it's a photo finish on who can get this award. There is no definite leader in terms of who can win this right now. And it's it's gonna be fascinating to see how this plays out for this uh, award down the road. But you're right, Kaden Dewey Hall could be your two way. A lot. Why well, it depends? Was like could it, be the Joe. He's Margazzi gonna have to rip it out of the cold dead hands of Joe Morgan. Yeah, win the Joe Morgan two way play of the year awards. Yeah, so. it, it, Joe Morgan is gonna be buried with that award. No one's gonna get a chance to get it. Exactly. I think the thing specifically though, like obviously when we look at quarterbacks and receivers, it's you have to have consistent games, right? You like a receiver, for example, you can't just have the one game where you put up six touchdowns and suddenly you're amazing. But on defense. That happens, right? You have that one game, and you shoot up the leaderboard in whatever the category is, and suddenly you're a contender. So that's something to look forward to. Well, like uh, I said, especially yeah. if like a rusher gets four or five sacks in a game, 
when they're already on a pace of let's say one and a half to two sacks a game, that's what decides your season basically. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so depending on your schedule, like let's say the most hard games are at the beginning of the year, and now it'll be easier. Those numbers can jump much quicker than a guy who's had a very easy first half and now runs into more difficult teams where maybe the quarterbacks don't get sacked as much, or maybe the balls are more precise, or the interceptions don't come in. So there's a lot more of that to, to look forward to in the second half of the season. And who knows what's going to happen? Can I make a clarification? Yes. For the Joe Margazzi two-way play. The no, no, no. <laughs> okay. um, I, it, it was a smooth <laughs> transition that you didn't let me have. <laughs> Division C! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, we had an Instagram clip this week that I thought worked kind of well. Although, I kind of know what it's like when you're one of these talking heads now, like on those debate shows, because we don't really have a debate show. Mm-hmm. But um, those debate shows, when it gets taken out of context. Yeah, I took bullets for you yesterday. Well, there's no bullets to take. I took bullets for yesterday. There's no bullet. I took bullets. You're taking cowardly bullets with I a hard seat. I took bullets for yesterday. I was an innocent bystander this whole process, and I got bullets. I got. Killed. Well, no, no. You, you were a coward, first of all. Um, second of all, they're cowards still. But my point wasn't to take shots at them. It was that we should elevate the team who's taking the harder path and not glorify the ones looking for the easy way out. So can you call Sean Avram up and explain this to him, please? I, I don't know if I can speak, explain it monosyllabically enough or if he didn't listen to the whole show. Eagle, can you please call Sean Avram and, and so we get him on air? We will not. For those <laughs> who don't know what we're talking about, if you didn't pick up on last week's show, is. first off, shame on you. Yeah. It's very easy Watch every show. Um, but also, feel free to check out our Instagram page. We can play it right now, no? Exactly. Here we oh, go. look at that handsome dude. You look like you're high right now. Well, it was past 9 p.m. Oh. Why? <laughs> if ever it plays. Why? I disagree with being high. No, I d- would never do that. <laughs> you look like it, though. You look like you're about to really cry right uh, now. This is fun. It's what? supposed to play. Let's try this again, shall we? What? Whatever problem you guys are having with the internet, I am clearly all Mangus is one of the teams we expect to be at the bottom of the division. Kudos to them, by the way. No, no, I disagree with you, Mo. How dare you? Nice. And that is it for the clip. I can just explain the clip. Go to Instagram and watch it. Um, Essentially, what I said was, Corey Wolski and Sean Avram know they're too good to be playing in division. Anything they say contrary to that is false. Uh, I had a conversation with Corey at the beginning of the season about it where he was a little tongue-in-cheek. He knows. He won the division last time around. So to me, that means you should move on to the next division. Now, um, the thing with my main my main point in that was that Mengus should be commended for taking a harder path and not being told they're in the wrong division because to me there should be never there should never be a ten and zero contender. Every team should go five and five. That's the dream division. Is everyone's about the same and you slug it out of the finals. And division C division C is that by the way for the most part except for two teams because they're quarterback by, by quarterbacks who are far and above the the caliber of every other team they play against in this division. But I'll also say, Mo, I did, I did a thing. I did a thing because I've set myself up. Yeah, if I took we, for you. No, 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 stop. It, nothing, Mo, I know, not, I know in, your, in your world everything is about you. Not everything's about you. This is all about me. Oh, See, yeah. I play oh. against backyard bullies. So if they win... Oh, yeah, you're in the heads now. Yeah. If, if they win, they were supposed to win. Because... Because they're cowards. Yeah, yeah. If they lose, oh my god! What a theory! The only the only way that they could prove that they're not division dodgers is by losing to me. It's the only way oh, they can do it. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna lay, lay go. There we go. There we go. We're gonna play four. No, 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 we'll play five. 
and we'll be blindfolded. So, so when, when, when you were quote unquote taking bullets, did you actually stand up for me or did you cower in the corner like a coward? I was which one? Innocent bystander. Which one? It was like which one? I'll tell you what. It which was. one? I will tell you what. Which happened. one? It was like in in the movie that that was great for what it was back in the early nineties. Boys in the Hood. At the end, when Ricky gets killed innocently, I got killed for you. Which one? Did you stand killed. up for me or did you cower? I was like A or B. I said, guys, A. I will explain right now. All right, let's put it to a vote. Eagle, did he cower? I said, guys, don't include me in this conversation. There we go. He cowered. Because Coward. I didn't say that at all. It was peasy. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, no. Bill Cower. Hey. Oh, no. Jordan Colin Coward. Jordan Lard came up to me. Rich Humes came up to me. Derek yeah. Frontai came up to me. They, Sean Avery came yo, up to me. Y'all are going to play me. Y'all are going to play me too. Hey, Mo Khan. Huh? You don't pick against us, huh? Huh? What? We, How is that picking we against went, what, 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 the, But wait, wait, wait. How is that picking Are their ears broken? Or, or mine. They said we went one and nine, didn't do well, and this is our yeah. perfect division. I said, Again, guys. I have no problem with the team playing that division. I have a problem with the quarterback. All right, so speaking of this team, speaking of the team that you do have a problem with. That feels like we left a voicemail, by the way, so you guys talking over each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the team that you have a problem with, Sharks. A or B? <laughs> sharks, yeah. Uh, Again, no problem with the team. I love the dudes. They got they got commission coming up uh, on Thursday. Yeah, they'll win. Um, sharks lost to um, Fourth and Schlong last year. They're just trying to prove me right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so who needs this game more? Is it Sharks or Commission? Like, the same. It doesn't matter. Both teams are making the playoffs. They're both really good teams. Uh, a lot of teams make the 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 the, the playoffs in this division. Um, their Sharks are a little bit better. Uh, commission will still make the playoffs. They both need to win. They both don't need to win. It's the same. But are we comfortable with Commission though? Like, uh, are we yeah. saying yeah? They, they they're can, good. They're, but are we putting them in the league? Category no, that. there's two elite teams, and then there's a chunk of really good teams, and a handful of teams that are going to so struggle. So the sharks and the chunk of they're the two good teams. Sharks, sh- there's sharks, and there's backyard bullies, and, uh, and then there's a chunk of teams that selective are about the same. Enforcement, huh? What? Selective enforcement. There. How so? Oh, I, I I didn't see this picture here. I oh, wait, feel like it? it's non-compliant. This is this is yeah. non-compliant. No, they should be forced to retake the picture. Yeah, this just looks like a, it's a real uh, lot going on in this picture over here. So yeah, so but it's the same thing I said last week. Is there's two top teams in Division C, then there's a bunch of really good teams in the middle, and then there's teams that are struggling. So a team that's struggling is is all Madden right now uh, with the quarterback situation because Jacks. Even not bad considering. No, but but now what should they do? Because I'm not sure what Jacks plan is because he's going to UBC and he might be sticking out west for for the rest of the summer. But should they stick with Sanders or Mal as their quarterback? They have athletes on that team. They have guys who play U sports or have played U sports. Yeah. Um, so what is their plan in your mind to do with the quarterback situation? If they find the right guy, we'll well, I think they found the guy because if if Eagle pulls up this non-compliant team photo, um, we'll see that they found the guy. Um, the, the thing is, I I know when 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 uh, <laughs> uh, he's the only player pictured in the team picture. Yeah. Um, when when the team registered, Iggy said. He mentioned to me, he's like, oh, I think this team is going to be really weak in Division C. And I said, I said, no. I said, first of all, they have a, an NCAA quarterback, a Division One NCAA quarterback. Um, and he's like, yeah, but who's he throwing to? I'm like, I'm, I'm sure if he's throwing, he's not playing with nobody's. They'll be good. Yeah. Um, and I figured there would be a lot of U-sports uh, players on the team. Uh, they've also got guys like Sanders Armand, Ryan Dobbs-Garnett, who are FPF familiars. Same with Shamar Saint. So uh, this is a good team. Um Sanders Armand has been fine at quarterback. Um, he's got a nine touchdown, a one interception 
uh, record. He's completing 66% of his passes. Uh, it's it's all the markers that lead to success. Uh, they, yeah, they they took a loss to to Sharks, but they did put up 38 points against Sharks. You know, um, I don't know. I'm not seeing the like they've they've won three in a four in a row. They won four in a row, and you're saying they're struggling. But do you trust Sanders to be the quarterback, though? He's like, thrown nine touchdowns, one interception. Why wouldn't I trust him? Because do you think he can do it, though, in, in the clutch games? Because they got Bissett coming up. Uh, on my field, lost, actually. by the way. Yeah, they did lose. But I had them on my field on Sunday. That's amazing. Can't wait. They got Bissett coming yeah, they're up about, here. They're about the same caliber. Like, Bissett has a better quarterback, but oh, man, it's a really good team. So they're about the same caliber to me. Um, and they do play Kiss My In Laws. Uh, yeah, that's. that's th- look, th- there's, no, there's no easy games in Division C. No. Just across the board, no one's an easy out. Um, everyone's competent. Everyone knows what they're doing. Um, so this is one of the best division C's I've seen in my time covering FPL. Divi- like it's one of the best middle divisions I've seen. Period. Um, and so, yeah, they don't have easy games ahead of them. But again, like they're three and one in the last four games, where they went on a, a winning streak of, of of three straight. Sorry, not four straight. And they they've been doing it without their planned quarterback for the season. So. Yeah, they're gonna be fine. Sanders has looked good. I hope he does. He does. He nine touchdowns, one interception. I'm basing my analysis on facts. He one thing he's got to worry about, or one thing he's got to do a better job of controlling his emotions. Sure, that's his biggest. But level. also maybe maybe the emotions is what gets the best out of him. Some players are better. Oh, and the and the ugly side of him as well. Sure, which we'll get to in in Division A later on. But that's that uh, hasn't been an issue for all Madden. Hopefully so not. Let's, but it's not. It hasn't been. Do you have evidence that it has been? I well, have evidence that he's gone nine touchdowns on one interception. That's the that's the evidence I have. Well, it was a, p- a question I brought up to you guys off air, which we'll talk about during the Division A. Yeah, segment. but I'm asking you about Division C. But Answer my question, you coward. I'm not trying to coward. I'm saying that because of the situation that happened in Division A, yeah. they may not have him. Oh, yeah. Well, that will see. That's, that, that's that will, but as long as he's on the field, yeah. I have no issues with him playing quarterback. He's been playing well. You can't criticize guys and ask if they're – "Quote unquote," ready for the moment when they've been ready for the moment. Like, so if Jack, it's hard to play quarterback in Division C. Yo, Sanders, man, keep killing it, man. Hopefully he kills it. Hopefully. He does. Well, you know, but by that we don't mean actual murder. No, 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 no. Thankfully not. Primal though, they made a quarterback switch. Now they're going with the Joe Buck. Nope. Sorry, not Jared Joe. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Too much for it. That. I know. Jared, <laughs> that. Jared nope. Buck. Uh, it's a medical love zone. Was that receiver? I actually scored kept their game um, uh, two weeks ago at Loyola. Um, you like the move of the quarterback switch of going with Buck? I do. Lozon? I do. I think um, I think Mythical Lozon has a great future ahead of him at quarterback. And what I love about him is the zero ego to just be like, yeah, you know what? We're probably better served uh, to, to have uh, Buck at QB. They beat Besset Le Cipot, your favorite team in the yeah, division. Yeah, I love them. Um, and, you know, they, they beat Killer Rays. They tied Bible study. Um, the only two games they lost are against, you know, Sharks and Backyard Bullies. And some are saying they, those two teams shouldn't be in the division. In fact, I was talking to them after the game. They were saying they shouldn't be in the division. Uh, yes, we're going to take the primal argument as being the uh, Well, listen, I'm, I talk to the community, Mo. I'm not afraid of the community. I know you're not, but uh, I took bullets for you on Tuesday. No, you didn't. You, you were a coward and you were in the corner. I took bullets for you. Taking bullets means you actually have to stand up for me. I... Was innocent. I was working. So you didn't stand up for me. I was innocent bystander. No, no, I'm asking you quick. Wrong place, wrong time. Yes or no? So wait, wait, wait. If you're an innocent bystander, you're not taking bullets for him because you're not the target because he wasn't yeah. there. 
Oh no, they just targeted me because they go. Peace so not so here. then you're not an innocent so bystander. I am a bystander. Because so did you not, did you stand up for me? Yes or no? Why call Sean A from asking right now? Huh? I'm asking you. Did you stand up? I for took me? bullets for you. I took gave up my life. Did you in a in a in a did FDF you, way? Did you, for you stand up for me? Yes or no? I said peasy. I said peasy. I, I asked you I a question. Said peasy. I, I said I'm not, peasy. Dude, has, I'm legit. Well, I'm not moving off the show unless you answer the question. I'm gonna have to be here for a while. That's fine. We're gonna show down here. That's fine. I took bullets for you. End of discussion. Nope, it's not the end of discussion. I, I got, yes or no? I got bullet holes right on my back. You want to yes see or no? I got holes. Yes or back. no? Yes or no? I take bullets for you guys. I need to take bullets for Eagle. Eagle, I take bullets for him. I guess we're going to be chilling out here for a while, huh, Eagle. I mean, he's. I'm literally trying to search for, like the definition of the expression so he can tell you you're wrong. Because you're wrong. You yeah. guys, I took bullets for a PZ. No, you didn't. I did. You were no, a bad. You didn't. Call Sean you're, you're a He'll bad colleague. You. You're a bad colleague. You're a bad friend. Okay, so Mo, 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 in a situation where Peace is at a podium giving a speech, and there is someone who is going to oh hell no, I, I Pease, see, I see you have to get so, in front of it. So to therefore, take you the didn't take bullets. I took bullets for yesterday. No, you didn't. You're shooting. You're drive-by. You're taking their guns and you're shooting me by not supporting me. By extension, By to being accept or put oneself in the way of some misfortune, difficulty, blame, or danger as a means of protecting someone else. Thank you. You didn't do that. Listen, You're a coward. I took bullets. No. Bullshit. I took bullets. Trash. Wrong. False. Am I false? False. No. Yes. <laughs> false podcaster. I'm a false, false podcaster. podcaster. Get Iggy in next week. It's all about back false. your boys now. False. It's all about the boys right now. No, Get him on here, please. False. I want the boys on air, my friend. Those are my. Oh, well, you! Friends. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Hey. Oh, it's all peace. You know what? You know who that was? You should recognize it. It's your own voice. It's Mokan. You know what? If they beat you guys, they should. They're the, they're the favorites right. by a lot. If they lose, hey, they definitely deserve to lose. Well, that's what I'm saying. So look, the only way they could prove I'm right is uh, that lose. I'm wrong. Is that if we win? Yeah, exactly. If we if 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 we lose, then they're division dodgers. All right, on to division A. Not Division A. Um, That's why you need to listen to the whole segment. You do. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so KHB Star City had a, had a great game. Went down to the last play. Um, KHB won in the last play. Um, are we now kind of worried about Dan because I mean the final is ours because the way they've gone about, they've lost this game where they thought they should have won, and now they're one of four. I think they'll be okay for the playoffs here, but can they move up any higher and be much more of a threat in the Div A standings? Sorry, who's this? Uh, Star City. Um, well, yeah, th- they'll be fine. <laughs> like, it, it's okay. Like, it's it's a rough. It was a rough start. We talked about it last week, right? Like, they 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 had a rough start to the season. They've not rectified that yet. Um, sorry, is that? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mute my computer at the beginning of the show. Sorry, guys. Right. My my headset is noise canceling, so I didn't notice till just now. My my, my computer's been beeping this whole time. Thanks, producer Eagle. Yeah, I can't tell, so that was um. Yeah, they they played a tough game. They just need to get to the playoffs. They just need to not be the last team in, and they'll be fine. They might be the last team in, though. That's okay. It doesn't matter. You know, but, but the thing is, if they're the last team in, I wouldn't want to play them, though. Right? Well, you know, it's not like you're playing. But, of course, but that's, that's my point. Is like anytime you, you're going to the playoffs and you have Dan Lazara, AJ Gomes, um, you know, the, the way Darren Wilshire has come, come yeah. along in the last couple of seasons, Gizzy Alexi, the way he's come, come along the last couple of seasons, uh, Jared Taylor's on his roster as well. I don't know if he's a full time player or not. Uh, the Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Lord hasn't played yet, so and he needs to play starting now, yeah. right? So if he's on the team too, that helps. Yeah. Uh, Khalil Kerr is not a, a dude that's necessarily as known, but dude's awesome. I wonder how much they missed Stamish Stub though. 
Sorry? I wonder how much they miss Sam Ashtub. Like, you know, oh, I, I mean, Sam Ashtub is or for like a, I don't know, a season and a half, two seasons, whatever it was. Yeah. That obviously helps. It obviously helps. It, it's a free square, right? And Division A, uh, Division A, we've talked about how like you have to make decisions with the cap and that's what makes this such an interesting uh, season. I, I, think, I, I think he's a better fit than Jared Taylor in that, in that offense. I think he just understands Lazar a lot better in terms of the chemistry that they have. Whereas with Jared Taylor is, is explosive, but I'm not too sure if he plays well in what he wants to th- throw right for Lazaro like he c- sort of freewheels and kind of has his own style of play uh, Jared Taylor where Sam should if he runs 15 in he's running how Dan wants to be run like as you made the point before right yeah you run it how you want it to be run and it's going to be perfection but a lot of these guys do too like like that that's that's not a thing I'm worried about with this roster because of Darren's now f- familiarity with Dan and AJ um, James Lee as well like there's enough of f- continuity on the team and Khalil Kerr, I know he missed a little bit, a couple of seasons in FPF, but he's back, and he's, an, he's a good enough talent that he'll, he'll figure it out. They'll be fine. It's not an overwhelming roster. It's, it's a roster, I think, that just, it fits. Everyone's good in this division. They're, they're good. Um, they need Dan Lazaro to carry them. He's, he's been solid. It's, you know, he's completing 75% of his passes. He's not turning the ball over. They're just not making that one or two plays that's the difference in the game. And when you look at it, Mo. Like, they've had two games that were essentially decided by a point. Uh, uh, sorry, by, by, by a score. They had uh, one point lost by hashtag NR and, and a four-point loss to KGP. So that's two games decided by five points total. Those two games go differently. They're three and two. They're right where we expect them to be in the division, right? Um, amongst the, in the mix. They should get – I think they'll have three wins before they, they face the, the stake. Uh, yes, please, the Eagle. Thank you. Uh, when they play the All Stars twice, and then uh, they'll play Braves, which will be uh, which will be which will be fascinating to see because I think we all know those are the three best teams on paper for what it is, right? In terms of how they are one, two, and three. Yeah. And if you remember when Braves played uh, the the Star City format in winter season, I forget the name now for what Dan had as a roster name, but it went down to the last play. <laughs> it, w- it was the Mocon Cowards. No, it wasn't. It was the <laughs> name. <laughs> What was the name in winter, winter season? Conspiracy? Was no. That? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, whatever name they had. Whatever. The, the, they the last that, play. That was in front. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I think they can make up the ground. Uh, there'll be a playoff team. I, I believe that will be the case. But I'm just, it's just a shocking revelation to see how they are one and four at this point of the year. They're not, that's, not, that's not them. We know they're better than what they are. Uh, again, so, so but it, it, to me, there's more nuance to it in that two of the, two of the losses were close. Um I, I they lost the Braves, which you know that's a game that could go either way. Right. Uh, you ex- like I expect them to always split against Braves and always split against All Stars, right? So yeah. um, you know that's the loss. Next time they'll, they'll they'll probably get a win, and KGP's plucky and they got the win. Like that that's Ooh, that's all. It's, the, the party crashers lost is the is the one to me that's the head scratcher. Um, not because I don't, I don't think party crashers can win. It's just the Dan Lazara AJ Gomes partnership n- almost never loses party crashers. Right, and, and now here they are at four and one. Did uh, I, I'm I'm having trouble loading up. Yeah, was, there, was there was there a, a reason they lost that game? Like, was there like anyone missing or? I believe AJ was missing because AJ was in Brampton with uh. With okay, our so and it probably wasn't just AJ then because Brampton took a lot of players that we. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of prior crashes, the four and one could they hit. Could they hit eight wins, or are we going to have to temper the expectations that they kind of will fall behind and maybe be a four or five seed at the end of the day? Um. Well, 
Not that there's any nice schedules uh, in FPF, no. but it's party. Uh, so they have All Stars Braves hashtag NR next. Yeah, it's not. That's uh, a rough, you know. Now tell us, tell us give us a good idea of who they are, though. Yeah, I, I look. I think they're improved. Um, I think that they sort of live and die by the sword. They 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 like running, you know, plays that where where Fred Dupree can hit the deep ball. Um, he's not going to march the field. He's going to be impatient at times and at times it looks absolutely breathtaking right like he throws some of the great greatest deep balls we see in fpf but it's it's uh it's a little anxious because he takes more risks than a lot of the other top tier talents and that's that's kind of what's kept him out of that discussion of like the dan lazara's and and kevin wyatt's of of the world of of, of our world you is know? he hall of fame like uh, I mean, he's fringe. Like he's almost there. Like what's, what's the stats here, Eagle? If you don't mind uh, popping up on the screen for our viewers out there, I'm curious. I mean, he's, I mean, he's been in the league since uh, day one, but I mean, he took it some years off in between, so he hasn't played yeah. continuously. Enough, like yeah. if it's if it's the hall of ability, and we're just we're just basing it on his physical ability to play football, then absolutely. But it's it's more than that. It's impact and. He hasn't won championships. He hasn't had a lot of impact when it comes to the the, the community of FPF in terms of like uh, guys who who have made an impact playing on different teams and 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 developing the league. He he hasn't uh, been a award winner that many times as compared to a lot of the, his cohorts. Right. Um. So like, you know, yeah, he's a four time All Star, one time champion, which is good. Yeah. You know, but like, he's won no awards to himself. Um, I think he's about there, but he's kind of a guy on the cusp for me. Yeah, he's at, he almost at, he's going to be at twenty eight thousand this weekend. He's twenty one yards away from twenty eight for his career, six forty two touchdowns. Also, it's stupid that we separate fall seasons when we look at stats. By right, the way. it's dumb. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know, if you include his stats from oh five, oh six, oh seven, he's surpassed. Well, but yeah, that, but okay, yeah. like that, I understand. We yeah. we physically don't have the no, records, no, 100%. but I'm saying like like from the t- point that we started keeping it, I don't know why we don't add fall. As regular season stats. Yeah, no, it's, it's a bit of a... It makes our job much more difficult to yeah, do. Yeah, no, for sure, 100%, though. But Eagle, hey, put that down for Carlo. I, I'm excited, though, to see what Pirate Crashers can do in the second half. I, I really, like, I, I'm happy that they're in this division. They, they're they good competitors. I love how they play hard every single play, regardless of the scoreline. Yeah. And we'll see. Thursday, they, look, they, they have... I've been, I've been sort of painted as a Party Crashers hater. No, I don't. No. I, I like them a lot. I think A, they're really good guys, first of all. Yeah. B, their 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 style is fun. It's just my opinion is that that's not a particularly winning style in FPF. And so far they proved me wrong this season. So kudos to them. Yeah, we'll see. They, they got a bit of time off before they play the All Stars um in Laval on June fifteenth. All right, so the big one, it's the uh it's the Legends Bowl. It's the Corey Pecker versus Jeff Rosenblatt game at hashtag NR against Jameson. A, a quick synopsis here. Jameson played against um, Party Crashers, and it was almost thrilling, like uh, twisting the plot the whole nine yards. Uh, three plays left. Jameson scoring a 40-yard bomb to James Tyrell, who does a little celebration, um, which results in an OC. Uh, two plays left. Dupree throws a 30-yard ball to uh, Emil Taifair, who scores and does the mimic of the same celebration. Uh, Rose can't score on the final play, uh, play of the Hail Mary game over. Thrilling game. So Jameson, the team that we've been hyping up, we thought would be a, a monster. They flew out of the gates. They were phenomenal. Uh, they've kind of uh, stumbled a little bit here at three and two. Now they play. So wait, wait, wait. Did you believe they'd be better than three and two at this point? I thought they'd be four and one. I thought that the, with the wealth of firepower so you, that they you, have. I so <laughs> the great overreaction is they have one more loss than you expected. But you know what? Like 
I mean, I we love how what Jeff does with the social media content of what he's done, right? Leaving but none of that. I love what he does on the field. I, I, like he he's he's steadily improved to the point where, like in a world where Kevin Wyeth doesn't exist, and like, is there a chance? At some point, Jeff Rosenblatt is the best quarterback in FPF, and I'm not like I'm not saying most talented. I'm saying, given what he'll arm himself with, given how well he's uh, implemented his system and how well he runs it, is there a, a chance that if he continues to ascend, that yeah, he gets to that point? I think he can. I hope he wins a championship at some point. I'd be nice to add to that mantle, right? Can, you can say, yeah, I'm a part of that elite group, whether it's spring, fall, or or. Uh, Winter. I have the inside news that he's currently trying to recruit Xavier Couture onto his roster for next season and everything, which would but, fit well with his offense. Yeah, and you, I think that'd be a you know great what Jeff way to does move so up. well, though, that a lot of teams kind of do. Like, I know PZ do it to an extent, Eagle, you do it to an extent as examples. I know you guys are here. But Jeff's always thinking ahead for guys he can find. Dimes in the rough and lower divisions that he knows that can play. But, uh, and that's, that but that's the thing. It. That's where he. He didn't have hubris about it. He didn't have ego about it. Where a lot of the top division teams always felt like there's only X amount of high division players, and that's not the case. Right. We, we have college university players playing in low divisions. James Drysdale was hanging out Division 5 for quite a while before he got discovered. He's the same caliber of player he's always been. You yeah. know, um, the, the thing is, is that you need to be willing to take chances and you need to be willing to try guys out and, and find guys who fit your system, not just sort of the quote-unquote big name, you know, and... Um, I asked you a question though. I don't know why you're avoiding questions today. Is there? Do you think there's an opportunity for Jeff Rosenblatt to be at some point the best yeah. quarterback? Yeah, you I said you hope he wins a championship. Was your I, answer? I hope he wins a championship. To kind of, I understand, but, but like, that. can you see a world where he actually wins quarterback of the year, Division One, Division Eight? Because I can. I, I can see it happening. Um, I know it's tough when you have guys like him and Wyatt, but and like Joe Mayer as well. And Joe Mayer, yeah. but I'm saying like we we all know there's the top three, right? Yeah. But like at this point, is Jeff Rosenblatt the fourth face? On the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks in FPM. Currently, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that yes. means to me, like, if if there's a season where one of them's gone and the other two struggle or miss two, games, he's never two in all time passing in FPF history. Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah. And I know, I know, I know, I know. It doesn't look the same as as Dan. It doesn't look like Joe. It doesn't look like Kevin Wyatt. But there's other ways to play this game, and he's the best example of that. So with NR against um, Jameson, I, I believe NR is going to be down a bunch of guys uh, who won't be available. So they might be shorthanded for this game coming up on Sunday in Brossard. Yeah. But if whoever loses the game, can they kiss the top two seeds goodbye? And they're going to be somewhere between three and eight at that point. So the thing is, I, I'm, and I'm, I keep saying this on this show this season, I don't think seedings matter that much in spring because of how... matchups do, though. But, the th- but there's no good matchups. Like, who do you want to play Division Eight in the playoffs? If I, if I had to bless up? Okay. So, but are you, like, sure. KGP? Maybe, but KGP just beat all, just beat uh, all, uh, not all stars, but, but certain um, teams play better against other teams in this division. I I, I understand, like, but like, I don't I don't. But like to like, that point, I don't think that by definition, if you have the one seed, you have you have an easier matchup because you just might be matched up. If you're, uh, but would you rather play Star City now or later on in the playoffs? I think it depends who you are. But you see the thing. Like is if, I think if you're Braves, you want to play them right away because Braves have had such a, a record of success against them, right? But then. If you're the, the All Stars, no, because the All Stars have not played not, them well. But not the. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, like, like it really depends. So, like, like All Stars, 
Star City, that's that's not a great matchup for All Stars, but you know, for Braves, it's it, it's not a great matchup, but like it's one they've won before, and we just saw KGP, you know, give them headaches. Like every team is close. There's no there's no embarrassing loss in Division A. I would say down to even Division D, it's one of the most competitive seasons I've ever seen in FPF. It is. It's the most compelling. Yeah. Uh, it's been the most compelling that we've had in a long time, and you know, it's, it's speaking to teams below Devay, they, they've also yeah it's great to see that you know and it gives them a sign of encouragement to say we can jump up to Devay at some point right and if this stays as it is with nine teams who knows more down the road that's great for the league but i just think now when you look at jameson's hashtag and r um they could be in that conversation as being a threat to win um you know star city bless up i think they will recover i think khp uh, with that win over star city was massive for their psyche because they had a two-score lead against star city and they almost blew that game and they end up winning that game at the end of the day so you're right, Pease. This is definitely a, a coin flip at times here, but it's uh, but it's all about matchups. And I think a team like Star City playing All Stars is not what they want. Even Jameson's playing Star City. They look at the history of those two teams, right? The playoff loss, uh, even during the regular season of Division One. That's it's, like it's look, crazy. You, you no one's getting an easy path to the finals. So no. like, honestly, asking about who who's best served to be the top seeds. Okay, like you know, in, in divisions where there's a buy, awesome. But like, I don't think it matters that much. It it it, it really doesn't. The, the the teams are so evenly divided that you're going to have to face someone you you don't want to play against at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. I mean, again, it, it's going to be fun to see how this plays out. Speaking of fun, the women's division right now, women's three. Uh, I we I, like to have fun. Well, no, this this <laughs> re- excellent transition. Mode. This division two women's uh, level has been great. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Blue Thunder got skunked uh, by Wolfpack. Uh, Wildcat. It's what? been great. They got skunked. <laughs> they got skunked. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it's it's been it's been great to scorekeep these games because now you're getting a feel for these players and athletes and who means what to each team out there. And look, right now in women's two, two points separate second from sixth place. Um, Wildcats are running away with this right now, Pease. But in your uh, mind, is Blue Thunder played the Rock and they lost nineteen six. The Rock wasn't really a skunking; it was a semi skunk. Well, I scored at the game. So it wasn't. If even the close. skunk had stripes, it had one stripe, not two stripes. It's a one sk- one stripe skunk. Le meow. Mm. Yes, Pepe yeah. Le meow. Yeah. Uh, no, but you know what? Is there a team that you can circle that can challenge um, the Wildcats for first place? Can I ask the question differently? Yes. Women's division, or w- the game, I guess you can call it, in terms of 5-on-5, five five, the rule changes, etc., means that there's a lot more, can I describe it as flexibility in the way you approach the game, right? Like, you can drive the field methodically, you can go more deep balls, have plays develop, all the different stuff. It, it depends so, what uh, happens on first and second down, and then it gets very less, it, it becomes very, very inflexible it if you don't very dicey move ball. Yeah. So, so maybe if I ask the question differently here, is there a team... That would be a good matchup against the way Wildcats plays their offense and defense type of thing. I'm gonna say it's Blue Thunder, provided they're healthy. I think they're better than Blue Thunder, though, by by a by a margin. Um, I don't think it's like a blowout or anything, but I, like I think if we watch these two teams play. The, you know, Wildcats probably win what seven out of ten times. Yeah, they they they, they would right, but I think. See, here's an example. Like for Blue Thunder, Chloe Samard was hurt, didn't play, but she's so integral to the fabric of the team on both sides of the football, like defense and offense. And she wasn't there, and you can see they're just lacking that that cutting edge that she brings. And and she's phenomenal. I think Samard makes a difference for them. And yes, you're playing against the Rock, which is a top tier team in women's, but 
I just think that Blue Thunder has a chance to make a good run in the, in, in the whole process here and be effective and maybe challenge the Wildcats for first place. But that two to six range is going to flip flop your piece from week six until the end of the year. And that won't be the same five spots we'll have by the time we hit the, the end of the season. Yeah. So when I look at Wildcats roster, though, Josie Martin, Tamara Journal, um, they've had Rekka Stevens Romanium sub a game. They've had uh, Virginie Junot, uh, Junot play a game as well. There's, there's, I don't know how many of these players are regular, but just that core of Josiane Martin and, and Tamar Journal, Alexander Laducar, like they're good. They're they're better. It's girls against women in a sense, like Blue Thunder versus yeah. uh, Wildcats, right? Like that's, I I think Blue Thunder have a. a a bright future ahead of them, and they've already taken huge strides since the the winter season. Right. But the st- the importance for them is taking the stride this season. Yeah, I think so. And like I, I don't like for them to be middle of the table and for them to not compete to, with the likes of Wildcats. That's not that's not a that's not a bad season for them. No, that's that's a win. But I, I'm going to circle them as my team to watch out for in the second half of the year, and you know we'll see what they do because we, now we have the big matchup on Sunday: Supernova against Red Nation. And that, that can give us a good idea who could be closer to the Wildcats in terms of where they want to be. I was going to say Supernova initially as an answer to your question. Well, why Supernova? Loading. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry, as, man. As we get this thing loaded up here. Eagle, can you, can you do, as a producer, can you clip the parts where our computers are loading? Yes. <laughs> loading. Just put it all together. Yeah. There's just silence yeah. and waiting. The old, the old Windows uh, <laughs> sound clock. You're like a 3.1. A yeah. Jeopardy uh, soundtrack in the background. Little 56K modem running in the background. Yeah. You know, dial-up sound. <laughs> yeah. So, Supernova did... Li- <laughs> There's a clip. There you go. That's our clip. <laughs> Useless. Um, they did limit Wildcats somewhat. Um, they've already beaten Blue Thunder. They... They held Wolfpack. They shut out Wolfpack in the worst, first game of the season. So, like, that's the resume that I'm looking at. Uh, the the team has they're, they're kind of similar to me to Red Nation in a sense, in yeah. that they don't score a lot. They they rely on their defense. Alexandre Leblanc has four, has four interceptions, three sacks. Yeah. Uh, so imagine how many interceptions she could have if she wasn't asked to rush as often right, as she is. Right. Right. Um, and you know, like it's. I know the offensive numbers don't pop out, but you know, Red Nation doesn't either. And so, you know, if if we're looking for a team that can compete with Wildcats, I don't think anyone could compete with them in terms of how they play and their style and their speed and their athleticism. But if we're looking for a team that can muddy up the, the track, I think Supernova is at this point a better version of that than Red Nation. And it sucks as I I like the girls on Red Nation, by the way. They're awesome. You know, it just yeah. they haven't shown to be you don't uh, have the confidence in Red Nation. It's not yet. No. You know? Look, I, I think Supernova w- will be... F- I think this is going to be a close game with the, between the two teams here. Um, one thing to look at, though, is going to be the weather on Sunday in Laval. Because the winds has played a factor. And last time Red Nation played in Laval with Alison Solbuck, a quarterback, they barely won their game against Junior Tafazio's team. But they, they won without the quarterback. The one with Sobel, right? But oh, you, uh, sorry, I, mis- I said I thought you said she wasn't there. She was there, yeah, for that game. Okay. She she came down from TR and, and she played that game. But but I felt I feel like Sobel has an arm where in this division she's probably one of the better suited to throw in the wind. Right, and can Supernova really take away? Can, can Supernova? No, I want to see if Supernova can take away Rashad Valier from the from the equation and force Rash- uh, force Sobel to go to her other options. 
And in the 18 to 6 win, by the way, Rochevalier was targeted 16 times. Yeah, but, but you know. Maybe throw a double. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I'm saying that. Player of the week, by the way, Rochevalier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 12 catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and I, she also had two interceptions because that's what she does. Yeah, so in that context, though, I mean, you t- can they. S- you're not going to stop her, but can you take away Rochelle from the equation and force Sobel to go to Kia if she's going to be available, Emma Townsend, Aslan, and others who might be out there on Sunday? Because there's a huge yeah, discrepancy I mean, of those stats. When look, you look, she's the best player on their team, right? I, I, like, I'd like to see, I don't know if KL and Beckles was there this week, but uh, I'd like to see her get a little more uh, involved on the um, offensive side of the ball. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I think I think she could be that sort of secondary threat. But to this point, Rochelle Valier has been the main driving force for the offense. But they got to right? develop a second option. Yeah, though. they do. They have to. But man. that's why, to me, K. Allen Beckles, especially as an underneath receiver who can get you free yards after the catch, so that you can set up for a livable third and fourth down. To me, she's the one, right? Yeah. Like, who else on the roster do you see be emerging to be that that talent? No one. Well, because so then it's got to so be Kia. <laughs> but but the thing is, like, the Red Nation hasn't developed that. They like, I don't. Well, and Geraldine Abante hasn't played a game. No, so. she was kind of she's teaching overseas right now. I'm yeah. not sure if she's gonna be available or not. But if she was there, it's different. They, and then I think Rochelle's numbers go down a little bit because Gigi Kabila Abante will take away those numbers because how well she is. But but that isn't that kind of always been the issue? Is that there's a number one target and then no one else is really developed to take on a big role. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just worried about this team if they can find that because at some when they play better teams in the playoffs, which they will be going, you know, which you can't always look at Valier as being your option A, B, and C. You have to figure out a legitimate number two, number three, that you can say, you know what, yeah, she's going to come up with a big play when I need it because I know Rochelle's going to be double teamed in this play. Yeah, I agree. All right, so here's something that I, I score cap with, um, with uh, Sub-Zero. Uh, Lagos Popigan, who we love, and Sarah Parker, who we've adored for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting up some video game numbers in women's this year. I mean, it is almost a joke in a good way on how they have just dominated this division uh, from top to bottom here. Now, what's more likely to happen with these two with these two players? Here? Can Lagos Popigan hit 1,000 yards receiving with one game less played or Sarah Parker not throwing an INT in this division? Lois Pabriana is ostensibly on pa- on her way to getting to a thousand yards. She's not exactly at that, but she's she's kind of like if she plays the remaining five games on her schedule, she can get there absolutely. Um, she's been absolutely phenomenal. I don't think that we saw the seventeen point four yards per catch coming, but she's been that. She's been not only just uh, a threat in the red zone; she's also been the, the 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 driving force for the offense. That said, I saw Sarah Parker play this season. Um, I caught, I got, to, I got a chance to, to see her play twice. Uh, basically, she's getting everything she wants. Um, th- there's, I don't, I can't foresee sort of like a ball being tipped that she didn't expect and getting intercepted. I can't see her making a mistake with how good this roster is and how good she's been playing. Lawrence Papagano is a is a human joystick. You can line her up inside, outside, and she just kills these DBs. Uh, yet, poor DBs yesterday in the win that they had on Tuesday. It was literally she ragdolled these these DBs. Like they were literally Babby on ice on the field when she, she was open like twenty yards open. I was like, "What is going on over here?" You know, yeah. and I I am pulling for it to hit a thousand yards because as a rarity in FPF. Yeah, and to do it with one less game. So played, so in women's there's more passing yards in yes, general. Yes, there. So there, there is something to, to 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 note, but it doesn't take away from the accomplishment. A thousand yards is insane. 
It's insane because like we think of a thousand yards as a big deal in like the NFL where players play set sixty sorry seventeen games now. Yeah, and it's a hundred yard field. Like the fact that she's doing that on a forty-ish yard field is is insane. And to do it in one last game would be massive. So if she had ten, well, she, again, she's on kind of. I mean, she's she she's averaging enough that she's she fall just short of it, but she's like a big game away from essentially being on on her way to getting a thousand. I points. think she's gonna hit a thousand. I'm pulling for that to happen. I'm so too. Like, I'm f- to be fair, I'd want both those things to happen because yeah. those are both insane accomplishments. Without without. On to Division D, uh, Bandits. Uh, I got to see them play. They they by the way, um, I w- didn't take bullets for you. I threw you under the bus. Yes, thank um, you. Because you deserve it. Because you didn't take bullets for me, and, y- and I knew you wouldn't. Um, Excellent. They they dap me up after the game because they thanked me for believing in them. And I said, guys, you're giving me a lot of credit. I just said you're a Division Four team that moved down because you struggled, and you should be good in this and division. Just like how the backyard boys moved down because they struggled themselves. Yeah, except they don't have a long established quarterback like Howard Sean Avram. They have heroic Emil Scaff, who's oh, learning. He's the heroic. Yes. He oh, he's a pioneer. Do you, you think they're the same ability? We are having the same discussion about teams struggling. They both drop I'm down. Say, no, I'm saying that I look at nuance, and, and Mokan, you're very superficial. You just look at what people have to offer on the surface. The thing is, um, Bill Scott has not been They playing. are going to be one and done in the playoffs. Bucket. <laughs> Bucket. Am I the only one who thinks guy wearing number 12 actually looks a little bit like a young Tom Brady? He looks like Sunshine from... I can uh, see it. I can see it. He looks like sun- Sunshine from the... Remember the Titans, actually. So Trevor Lawrence? That's a Huntsick, though. What? So you said bandits. Yeah, but that's a Huntsick. Division D bandits. No, there's, no. Division, there's a bandits in Division bandits, D. Also. And there's a Huntsicks. <laughs> yeah, the bandits. Bandits. Emil <laughs> <laughs> Scaife. Yeah, the bandits. Eagle, Eagle. From now on, whenever you make a mistake, you could just blame AI. Yeah. I did that this week on Instagram. It made me super happy. It's the bandits in Division D. <laughs> nope. There is a bandits with the name bandits. <laughs> So I, I was at the game. Will Power was oh throwing. those bandits! <laughs> oh, I thought it was the bandit. No, not those Eagle, bandits. Eagle was buying time because he, the internet he was buffering up. again. He bleeped up. He bleeped up. Yeah, maybe if someone wasn't streaming the basketball game at the same time, we would have better internet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I angle that uh, <laughs> this way. Um, so the thing is go. with uh, with regards to to that game, uh, Will Power was throwing for uh, I don't know Unipimps. They yeah. they had a lead uh, going into the second half. It looked like uh, they were just going to manage. They were just going to manage the game and not maneuver them. But Bandits made some adjustments. Uh, Will Power used his legs, but made some mistakes throwing. The the last play of the game, he aired it out, put it towards the front of the end zone. Angelo Morolato saw it coming. He picked it off. He took off. It was a pick six to end the game. So it was like I know it, it's a ten point margin, but it was a it was a one point. One score game with the game online, Will Power throwing into the end zone. Like in given that that's how the game worked out, that's what you want if you're Idaho Utah pimps. But um, honestly, kudos to Bandits for fighting and fighting. And Mill Scaff, we talked about Will Power using his legs. He bought time. He was able to run. Uh, he was uh, taking what the defense gave him and had a really great second half. And uh, yeah, they just look great. They're, they're, yeah, they're really good. Whatever. Team. I care for the Bandits here. You know what's gonna happen? Sorry, I gave analysis. Well, you know that that's, that's what the show is about. You know what's gonna happen? They'll be flagtastic. They'll, they'll smack them up uh, next Tuesday. But you know what's gonna come down for them? They are gonna get destroyed. They're gonna get pulverized by Le Bleu Dry. Wait till they get the meat hooks 
Bandits, get the camera on me. I love that you started saying that before you knew who they were playing, and then you're like, please be a good team. Please, <laughs> please, be a good team. please, 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 please. Yes, all right, here we go. Wait till they get the meat hooks on you, boys, okay? You are not going to stop their deep ball. You're not going to stop their defense. They are monsters. What are we betting? I need to bet. No, we have to. I'm not going to bet. We, oh, my God. You're I the need it's, it's okay. Peas will take bullets for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Like he did, yes. No, well, you. you didn't for me, so. Yeah, of course. You did. Um, we looked at the definition. You clearly don't know what you're talking about. The Bill Dry are air raid offense at its finest. They are fun to watch. Fred knows had a great start to the season. Yeah. He's really good, by the way. He's massively good. Um, the receiving core is deep. Uh, Guillaume Dufresne's had a huge, yard, huge season advantage right in as well. But I love the defense, though. That is where they really make... See, is this, if there's one weakness for Blue Dry is that they give up the deep ball too easily. That's where they have to kind of have this tighten up a little bit here. But, look, they are massive, and that game in two weeks against Bandits will be a telltale sign on who is really the real Bandit in that division, Blue Dry or the Bandits. Look, Emil Scaff is still a work in progress. I, I, even in the game that they won, there were open looks against the Idaho Udipem's defense that he wasn't taking, but he's... He's seeing the field better in Division D than he was in Division, uh, in Division Four. Right. And um, Frederic Junot, he on the other hand, the game seems to be on pause for him right now. Um, I I'd like to see like like you said like how he's going to manage in that game where where we see sort of the two of the top teams division going at it. Uh, but having thrown one interception all season long, um, he's you know twenty three touchdowns, one interception. Again, we talk about these markers we like to see, the touchdown interception ratio, the high completion percentage, um, and on top of that, he's doing that while averaging 17 yards a pass. That's insane. Yeah, and, and there was there was a play yesterday they had against Flagtastic where they, they stopped them at their own one, so they got the ball at the 40 yard, 49 yard line, and one flick of the wrist, like literally flick of the wrist, 49 yard touchdown down the sideline. But like the, the physical skill set for for him is obvious, and obviously yeah. a guy like Yvonne Desjardins, we know we knew he was going to be a problem. Even before we saw him playing FPF, um, and you know, th- there's just there's a lot of really good talent on this team. Um, you know, Guillaume Dufresne, uh, you who you mentioned, he's one of those guys who can just absolutely stretch the field for them. Yeah. They really they have a, they have size, they have speed, more size than speed. I would I would say right. Um, to your, that that's kind of why they give up the deep ball at times, yeah. but. Um, Whatever they can score, so that's all that matters in flag football, man. <laughs> if you could score, it doesn't matter if you can stop anybody. So, all right, um, I need to go take a washroom break. Over here. <laughs> all right. Uh, we, by the way, we have to clip this segment for, according to uh, Iggy's uh, notes. I don't know if you saw that in Iggy's notes here, but um, should I get my uh, the last question that we have for division? Uh, okay, I'll have Eagle uh, pose the question to me, and then I'll answer. In and a I'll clip come form. back in because I have my team ready it's to go. Mid 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 uh, <laughs> mid show meeting. We'll wait for well, Mo to leave. I know. I just I want you to be gone from the frame so I can get it in all properly and everything. We're setting up a clip. Hey, we always said we wanted to take people in to uh, sort of the back end, right? To see, because as much as the show is a show about flag football, it's kind of a show about a show about flag football too. Okay, right? that's Truman. Yeah, that's that's kind of been my idea since we started with this, right? So. Uh, Peas, if you look... Give me one second, dude. I'm still bringing up... That's why I was filibustering about talking about the show. I thought... I give you the eyes, man. I, I figured you had it up by now. It was no, I, I opened schedule instead of standings. Peas, we're now at the halfway point of the season. Is there a team you're worried about in Division D that could have a dramatic fall down the standings? 
<laughs> Sorry, man. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have it now? Um, At this rate, Mo's going to be back, and he can ask the question. Yeah, I'm going to hold it up. But you knew what the question was. I, it was I, I understand. I understand. I just... The internet's moving incredibly slow. I'm very much aware. You, I'm I'm plugged in, and it's still terrible. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm good to go. <laughs> Ask me again. All right. Let's try this again. Peace. We're now at the halfway point of Division D and this season. Is there a team you're worried about that could have a dramatic fall down the standings in the second half? Yeah. For me, that team is Bandits the Hunsick. Not Bandits. Not to be confused with Bandits. Um, they're great. Um, Bandits the Hunsick, they've looked good. Justin Gauthier, 23 touchdowns, one interception. He's completing a ton of passes. He's been really safe with the ball. My worry is, in games where he needs to stretch the field, can he do so? They lost an early game against Big Fat Bats. They haven't looked back since, but they haven't played a, a ton of successful teams. Red Dragons are struggling a little bit this season. DNE has struggled. They they go on to play now. Why so serious? But then they go on. To, they'll eventually play Idaho Idaho Pimps. Dilf Gang looked really good this past week. The Penetrators and X Men to end the season. That's a tough schedule, and I think stylistically they're going to have to do a little bit more than what they've done so far. Perfect. All right, Mo. You're welcome back in. Thank you. I do like the team though. Francois Rochette, Oriol Poirier are as good a combo receivers as you'll have. It's just, to me, a question of who they face versus who they will face moving forward. Mo, same question to you. Uh, the team I'm worried about is Riders of Rohan. Um, they've been in this league for a couple of years now. Uh, they've had difficulty. Um, they just haven't found the rhythm on offense yet. I've score-kept their games the last couple of weeks here. Watched them last week, or this past week. Score-kept the last week. I just don't know where they get the production value from their offense. Um, right now, when you look at it uh, with um, Hebert Padula, a quarterback, he's not been great. He's been very erratic so far. Uh, they have not been able to move the ball. They had difficulty playing against bigger, stronger teams that, that in, in that sense here. They do have playmakers. Like Felix Gagne is a good player. Watch them play. He's excellent uh, in what he does. But I just don't know if they have that type of rapport yet to really make up the ground. Uh, they got five games left. Friends of Danny, not going to be easy. Stuff for us are a decent team. They, they play that really yucky game at times your penetrators i'm not sure they're gonna beat them big dragons no regrets might be wins but if they're gonna put it together you gotta pull off an upset in the next three games so i'm worried about them moving forward and where they're gonna be at the end of the season who won uh <laughs> clip wise please you fit a better 60 seconds in yeah. how many seconds did i have 75 ah. oh whatever i was counting in my head as i did it that's fine that's fine that's fine. <laughs> it's funny because neither of us are particularly great at take giving. So. Division B. <laughs> On to the B, yes. On to the B now. Um, look, the Submergent the Brothers are back. They're with Ambush. Um, how much of a game changer is are these guys to their lineup? And they did beat B-Rabs without the Submergents. Uh, but then lose the, they did lose to them... Did lose to B Rabs with them in the lineup. Um, so they're one on one against B Rabs yeah. with or without them. I mean, yeah. So the th the thing is, like, you're not expecting to beat B Rabs twice, right? No. So you know, um, sorry, dude. I'm I'm having the worst problems with yeah. The it's, it's been really here. uh, it's been really bad today. Um, so yeah, so like 
you're you're not going to to beat them twice. And I while the submergents are there and obviously improve uh, ambushes chances, right? Um, they haven't played in a few weeks, so they d- they will need to integrate themselves into the offense. Uh, they're playing with Ben McMahon, who they don't have a an extensive history playing with before. Um, and then B Ravs, like they put up forty six points and. There's just some days you're not going to stop Joe Mayer, and that's one of these days. Uh, Will Paquette uh, had a great game for them, as did uh, Emile Chateauvert. Uh, they're they're excellent, man. Like they they're they are who they are, and 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 we know that going in. Um, so it do, it's not surprising. I don't think it's the Submergence' fault they lost. Like no, they had good games. They're obviously a better team with them on the roster. It doesn't guarantee you victory. And uh, especially not when you're playing against B Raves. But that's, that's a good. That was. That's a good roster that Bush has has assembled. Yes, but the, I mean, sure. But like going into, uh, I mean, James Durant. Would you would you ever make Ambush the favorite going into a game against B Raves? No. So there we go. I, I wouldn't. But the expected team won. Yes, this time around, right? But but you look at James Drysdale, Kevin Donnett, who's had that long term relationship with Benny McMahon mm-hmm. on the football field and as friends as well. Uh, James O'Han, I mean, those are no slouches. Chris Colatino, Antonio, big part, he's a good player as well. They have decent guys, right? And they're, they're, they'll play Mangoose on Tuesday in Brossard. And that's a great game. That, that's a game that I'm curious to see how that plays out because it's different styles from, from both ends here. But with the Submergers now involved in, in this equation, I just think it gives them a different profile, a different threat on both sides of the football. And it gives Benny... Uh, a, a big target, right? This, these are guys who are l- lengthy players that Benny has not really had in, in his system. Yeah. I mean, really, it's guys who are – these are two guys who are 6'3", six, 6'4", six, run like gazelles out there, good route runners, strong hands. And I think if Benny throws it up to one of these guys, it just gives him that different dimension that he's been lacking maybe in years past as a quarterback now. Yeah, I, I think so. I just – again, it's going to take them some time to fit in, and that's a tough game. And – you know, like you, you're kind of heading into a game against B Raves, hoping that a they're going to be off their game, or b you play a perfect game. Right. And that's they didn't play a perfect game, and and B Raves did, and that's that. That kind of game is it's, it's a make or miss league in that way, right? For like sure. it's it's a it's a le- it's a league where if you're going to score every drive, you're going to win, and that's what B Raves did for sure. You know, so Triple B's Beer Belly Brigade. Uh, they're now back in the playoff run. We thought they were done once uh, Fafaga went down, but they have yeah. Jason Rossi as a quarterback. They beat I was there for w. this game. Yeah, it beat ECW, right? Uh, Indiana Hill Mary. So we have the highlight, do we not, of that play? We do have it, so actually. So we'll, we'll get that fired up for those who have not seen the play that happened. It was a fantastic ending for that matchup. As we hear the noise, here we go. What a play. So it's a double catch. Yeah, it was kind of knocked out of his hands, and he brought it back in. You see, the defender actually has his hands inside and pulls the ball away. Look at thirteen; he lands on his head for the defending team. We go back to it again. Watch thirteen in the background, right here. He's on, right there. Well, he rolls onto his head. I like. <laughs> I like. I like the person right next to him to his left, where he's like, "You got to be." Kidding me. <laughs> like, Did that just happen? Really? Walking over slowly, watching it go on. He's like, "No, no." He, he just lies down like he's lying at home. Like, okay, I, what can I do? Um, okay, so what does Roster bring as a, as a different? He was wide open, by the way, on that yeah. play. <laughs> so, w- what does Roster bring to this team? Uh, well, first thing I wanted to mention: uh, Jason Rossi in Division C the previous week lost on a hail mary. <laughs> and, um, karma. This wasn't exactly hail mary. It was a shot from about half field. Um, 
but you know it's still it's still a jump ball into the end zone to to win the game. Um, look, it gives them a competent quarterback play. Uh, Jason Rossi is really good, and um, it's going to take them a little bit, I think, to really, uh, really be at the top of their game offensively. Uh, this is an EZW team that is a little stripped down. I know C. Leving joins the team, but they they also don't have Jeremy White at quarterback, right? And and Nicolas Blais is solid, but I think this is a little above his ability at this moment. Um, and so what we saw was a quarterback with more experience in this division being able to pull out the win. Yeah, it, it took some some uh, heroics, but he put them in a position to win the game, and that's what he's going to do every week for them. He's going to put them in positions to win games, and it's just it's a matter of time before they adapt to Jason Rossi's uh, quick-release style versus Fafard's uh, buying time and rolling out and uh, using his legs. Not that Jason Rossi can't run because he does, but his, his style is just to get the ball out of his hands quickly. I, I think he makes them relevant. I think he makes them relevant, competitive. Um, he's going to put them in position to win more games. I think it's going to be more traditional offense because look, with Fafard, he off- offers you the run ability, right? Which uh, a play breaks down, he's going to take off for 8, 9, 10 yards, first down and more, whatever it is. But I think he's going to bring them into a position where it's going to be more structured of an offense of a passing attack that might be better for them, right, in that sense. Because when I spoke to these guys two weeks ago and I said, where's Fafala? He goes, well, we're in trouble. We have no quarterback, and who knows what's going to happen. They go, oh, boy. And that's what we, we talked about last week. Yeah. And the next day, by the way, Alex Fafard posted uh, looking for help, yeah. and they got that help. Yeah, and, and, and I hope he gets better soon, and, and it sucks to suffer an injury, especially in flag, and, right. and it's cool that they were able to, to adapt. Exactly. And now I think it, they become more intriguing to watch, right, and, and what they can do uh, moving forward with Rossi. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do now because they're a good team. They place. They have some good players on offense, and this is now a chance for them to get back in the playoffs structure, which they are now. So I can't wait to see what they do moving towards the second half. All right, so Beers and Brownies, they get a precise kiss, which is on Thursday. Uh, but the bigger game for them is against um, – they play them back-to-back, I beg your pardon. Sorry, hold on. That's what I'm going to say. They play them back-to-back. Uh, this Thursday – hold on, why are they playing back-to-back? Oh, because of the rainouts, right? I don't know. I beg your pardon. Let me correct them myself. They play Poseidon's Kids this Thursday, uh, June 8th, and then they play Mangoose on June 11th this weekend. That's what I meant to say. So those are two big games here. The Poseidon's Kids, we want to preview it, even though we're going to be going up here on Thursday, or you want to do the uh, Mangoose preview. That's more of a longer play because it's on Sunday. Um, let's do the Mangoose one. Okay, start. so Mangoose, Beers, and Brownies. This is a game I'm looking forward to. I think two top hitters of this division. Um, the fascination is, is now the – Patience that Iggy has as a quarterback, I think he's improved as he's gotten more reps at this level of play because it's a little bit faster, tighter windows and stuff. Can Mangus be patient playing against Iggy's offense in this style that he'll employ on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I, I think I understood a comment we got on Instagram about how uh, Thomas Kutsu said, like, are we talking Mangus or Mongoose? And I said in the clip, uh, Mongoose, but I meant <laughs> Mangus. And what what he meant was like it wasn't even that is that the picture we put up was of mangoose in the club it wasn't of mangoose sorry guys look man your team names are similar <laughs> sorry about that um so it's interesting i think uh i, I think that mangoose are well equipped to handle um to handle Iggy's offense when it comes to beers and brownies beers and brownies have 
a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism around Iggy. It's it's one of the benefits as you're moving up through divisions is you can sort of quote unquote stack your team, which they've yeah. done, and they're they're doing what they've got to do, right? Uh, but with Mangus, is they have a quarterback I think that is a little bit more um, seasoned at this point, and the length and athleticism I think will cause some issues on. Uh, offense, but I do expect this to be a shootout. I do expect it to be a high-scoring game, and I think it's going to be uh, two teams that will sort of convert five or six times out of seven each, and it'll come down to converts or a late mistake. I'm curious to see who's going to cover Tomakutu on that team with his signature ten-yard hook. Um, is it going to be LP Thibodeau? Is it going to be AJ Gomes? But he's more, you know, he's more of a central player to the defense. What they want to run. But the thing with it, the thing is with having AJ Gomes on your defense, what he does is he learns not just the offensive playbook, but it's it's even more dangerous. He learns what the quarterback wants to do. Right. And so he knows the areas that you want to attack. So it doesn't matter necessarily if AJ is covering, it's that he's gonna call a defense to take away the concepts right. that Nick Schaefer is most comfortable in. Right. Um if I had to choose a singular player, uh, you want someone maybe like Felix Boutet who can undercut it and take it back the other way um, and who's not going to be blown away by Thomas Kutu's speed if he goes over the top. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out for Beers and Brownie on Sunday. Can't wait for that game to happen. It is now time for... Games of the Week! All right. I don't remember why we do that. Did like Chapman come up with that originally? No, or? I don't you. remember. It was <laughs> it's you. years, it was, dude. It was you. Ask Iggy. He'll, he, he's the only chance we have of remembering anything. Iggy or GM? He referenced something from a show where my, my wife, then girlfriend, was at. And she's like, I haven't been to an episode in like seven years. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Coed Division 2. Plenty of fish. Vultures. Oh, vultures. Vultures. Deep balls. The rookies. Deep balls. Um, deep balls. It, it'll be closer than you think. Street Runners, the IG team. IG, IG team. Never Too Late team, Fit Squad. Fit Squad. I can't pick it. Never Too Late team by 50 points. Pick six, Beeftons. Uh, pick six. Pick six. Block Party, Kiss My End Zone. End Zone. End Zone. Co-ed Division 3, Thunder Buddies, 1 and Niners. Uh, 1 and Niners. Thunder Buddies. Michael Scott's Thoughts, Tigres. Uh, Scott's Thoughts. Tigres. Drink Team, Dream Killers. Drink Team. Uh, drink Team. Tigres! Free agents. Uh, I'll go free agents. 2-0, Tigres. Les Strumpf, catching Ws. Uh, catching Ws. Catching Ws. Pig 6! Fast Enough Furious 3. Uh, fast Enough Furious. Fast Enough Furious 3. All right. Then we go into Division E. Texas Wales. Who day? Who day? Who day? Primetime, Ben Don't Break. Uh, Primetime. Primetime. Not U2. Cover three inches long. Not U2. Not U2. Trailer Park Boys, Bloodline. Uh, Bloodline. Uh, Bloodline. Granddaddy Perp, Meat Lovers. Meat Lovers. Ramfins, Only Flags. Only Flags. Only Flags. This Pasta week's Arabiat, FSU. Huge game. Massive game. Pasta. I'm going to go with FSU. Les Habitations Bad. Ben Don't Break. Ben Don't Break. Ben Don't Break. Not You Too, Satrial. Not You Too. Satrialis, man. Come on. Uh, not You Too. FSU, Show Me Them TDs. FSU. FSU. Hail Marty's, Timberwolves. Marty's. Marty's. Hude! Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Minky FT, Meat Lovers. Meat Lovers. Minky FT. Area 69, Ramfins. Ramfins. 69. And Trailer Park Boys, Grand Eddie Perp. Tra- trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Division C, All Madden, Beset, they say put. Beset. 
Ah, uh, but I don't know, man. Les Bleus Branleurs, Game Changers. Changers. This is a good game. I'm going to go LBB. Killer Rays, Fourth and Schlong. Uh, Schlong. Killer Rays. Never Overtime, Trap Stars. Uh, Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Mangoose, Air Force 1.2. Mangoose. Um, this new version of the Air Force. Junkyard Dogs, The Infantry. 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 Besete Sepot, Fourth and Schlong. Schlong. Um, I'm going to go with Besete Sepot. Kiss my in-laws, game changers. In-laws. In-laws. Primal, green munches. Primal. Primal. Flag fools, diamond bougie. Diamond. Diamond bougie. Dirty birds, les bleus branleurs. LBB. LBB for this one. Backyard bullies, hot sauce sports. There we go. Uh, hot sauce sports, backyard bullies. You know what? You're right, Peas. I apologize. Go. <laughs> Let's go with backyard bullies to win. Oh, well, then, then, <laughs> so then you'll finally be taking bullets because I'll be right. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, backyard bullies will lose by 50, but I can't pick it. Repeat offenders, primal. Uh, primal. Primal. Sharks, the commission. Sharks. Sharks. Division A, hashtag NR, the Jamesons. 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 Royaume Luminaire, KGP. 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 Party Crashers, All Stars. Great game, All Stars. All Stars. Women's division. Touchdown for what? WOS. OS. Uh, touchdown for what? Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Wolfpack. Blue Thunder. Thunder. Wolfpack. And the close uh, one. X and X. BIT. 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 Red Nation. Supernova. I'm going to go Supernova. Um, I kind of picked Supernova earlier in the show, so I'll pick Red Nation now. Lipsit <laughs> Miet. BIT. Uh, Pitimiet. Pitimiet. And The Rock, WS. The Rock. Oh, uh, Rock, yes. Division D, Big Fat Bats, Save the Turf Tools. Fat Bats. Uh, Big Fat Bats. Blitz Sisters, Every Inch Counts. Blitz Sisters. Blitz Sisters. Dilf Gang, Red Dragons. Dragons. Dilf Gang. Blues, The Rude Sacks. Rude Sacks. Rude Sacks. Big Dracos, No Regrets. Dracos. Dracos. Longhorns, d &E. If they show up. I'm gonna go with Longhorns instead. <laughs> same, same note too, bro. Stallions, the Penetrators. 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 West Island Boys, X Men. X Men. West Island Boys. Les Renards Vif, Les Petites Carottes. LPC. LPC. Les Bleu Dry, Studs Are Us. Blue Dry, baby. Blue Dry. Dilf Gang, Balls Deep. Balls Deep. Uh, balls Deep. Flagtastic, Bandits. 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 I thought, I thought they were going to lose every no, game. They'll be like that. Okay. So they'll get crushed by a blue dragon in two weeks. <laughs> Friends with Danny, Riders of Rohan. Uh, Danny. Danny. Les Petites Carottes, Blitz Sisters. Sisters. Blitz Sisters. The Penetrators, Why So Serious? Penetrators. Uh, Penetrators. Les Blue Dry, Glory Boys. Blue Dry. Blue Dry. Primetime X-Men. 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 Every Inch Counts, Big Fat Bats. Uh, Big Fat Bats. <laughs> it's a funny confluence of team names. Yes. Big Fat Bats. And lastly, Division B, Poseidon's Kith, Run It Once. Run It Once. R.I.O. Mangoose, Beers and Brownies. Beers and Brownies. Mm, beers and Brownies. Poseidon's Kiss, Easy W. Poseidon's Kiss. Easy W. Ambush, Mangoose. Ambush. Ambush. And Easy W, Blessed. I'm going to go with uh, Blessed. Blessed. And that is our games of the week for this week, guys. We made it. All right. We're halfway through the year. Check your schedule. Please check your roster. Make sure you have five plus. Don't forget Laval. Keep it clean. And if you're going to drink alcohol, do it discreetly in the parking lot. They're not going to stop you there. All right, guys. Uh, match words, please. Um, 
Yeah, so I guess it wasn't going to be PSG or Saudi Arabia. No. Good night, Lionel Messi. Good night, Jake Eichel. Oh. Jake Eichel. Yeah, well, it, it's Jack Eichel. It's Jack, but it was his fault. Head down, man. That, that was straight up the whole Lindros stuff. What happened playing. again tonight? No. Have, oh, okay. I was like, well, yeah, it's just a great clip. Tomorrow, yeah. Great clip. Bye. Put the place up, yeah we know